0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good
1: morning. I pray that you're up having a, a, a great morning, starting your morning off the right way, you know, with the right music, right conversations, all the other good stuff. Listen, it's time to get this show on the road. If you do not already in the room, go ahead. And come in the room. She had a room. Y'all know what I mean. Do, do, yeah. Hey, it's early. I literally just woke up. So let's go ahead and kick it into a song real quick. And then y'all know how we do. We're going to come back with prayer. And we're going to kick this show off the right way. All right? So let's go ahead, cut to this quick song. And then we come right, right back. Joyful, all right, let's go. House.
2: noise in this house. Make a joyful noise. Come on, make a joyful noise. Get your hands off tonight. Come on. Oh, yeah. When you come into his presence, lifting up the name of Jesus and you hear the music playing, and you see the people praising Just forget about your worries, that your troubles fall behind you Don't to wait another minute, just get up and on your feet And get to dancing, singing, jumping, leaving Can't stop it, make it love and make it glorious Don't rejoice in me Make it light, make it great Go for it, go for it Woo! Oh yeah! Hey, hey, yeah, yeah, When you come into oh, his heaven Lift your up In the name of Jesus And you hear, hear the music playing And you and see and the people, people Just forget don't about you care your worries Let your trouble fall behind you Don't you wait another minute just get up and on your feet and get the dancing, singing, something amazing, get the shouting, making loud and making make it glorious, start rejoicing, raising, lifting, lifting,
1: good morning good morning good morning everybody good morning listen stop we ain't going there yet listen good morning good listen good morning good morning good morning everybody and welcome to waking up with the prophet we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration motivation and a little bit of music to start our day Whew, i'm sorry uh literally i just woke up um at eight o'clock i was up early but i was wrestling and fighting i had a rough night i'm having a rough morning so yeah pray with me um I'm gonna get it together though. I'm gonna get it together, but the time now is eight twelve. It's eight twelve, and y'all know how we do. When we open this room, we always open up with song and prayer and all that great stuff. So I'm gonna go ahead and kick it to prayer real quick.
3: It sounds <laughs> like you rested them eyes. That's what man, it sounds man. like.
1: Whew, yeah, talking, right on
3: back to sleep.
1: I'm talking about what? oh I'm talking about. I literally <laughs> just woke back up at eight o'clock when Google turned on all my lights. Because y'all know during the during the show google go off and tell me you know certain things but normally do throughout my work day google wake me up at normally six o'clock turns my lights on tell me hey omar it's time to get up and pray well me i'm always be like hey google turn all these lights off you don't pay no bills <laughs> i tell google to turn the lights off and lay back down well in the midst of me doing all of that and look now he turned on all the lights just listening to me stupid but yeah in the midst of me doing that i end up laying back down and went back to sleep for them two hours. I know I've been trying to build my momentum, um, back up to getting up at six o'clock, getting things done, executing things, because I do have a lot on my plate. And the minute I stop doing stuff or get lazy, guess what? I can fall behind. So I'm trying to, you know, push myself, push myself, push myself. But at the same time, I do have to learn that there has to be some rest involved in me pushing and doing all of this stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, I end up laying back down. But luckily, I did already do my prep and my pre-production for the show and some of the other stuff that I'm doing already. So it should flow smoothly. It should flow smoothly. But, no, let me go ahead and jump into prayer. Make sure I ping some people in the room, chat room. Let them know that we live. I don't know what's going on with social media and the algorithms and stuff like that. But I'm just going to continue to keep doing what I do and, you know, go around it and, you know, outsmart social media because social media ain't smarter than me. (laughs) But, no, let's go. (laughs) We <laughs> Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we just come to you right now thanking you for today. God, we thank you for just waking us up this morning, giving us a right mind, God, giving us a sober mind, God, giving us a mind to want to come to you. and want to praise you, a mind to want to love on you and your people on today. God, we just thank you for all that you are, all that you're doing, all that you're about to do. And we just thank you for being God all by yourself, for being wise, for being sovereign, for being forgiving, for being our shelter, for being our provider. God, I just want to thank Thank you for everything before we even posture our mouth, fix our mouth to ask you for anything. God, we just want to thank you for everything that you've done. We thank you, oh God, that you allowed no weapon to prosper against us. God, we thank you that you stopped every enemy trying to attack us. God, we thank you that everything, oh God, meant for our evil, you called it to work out for our good. We thank you, oh God, that you continue to fight against those things and those people that are fighting against us. God, we thank you, oh God, that you continue to show yourself strong and mighty and god we give you glory honor and praise in this moment because you are worthy of it oh now father even as we come into your presence even as we continue to pray in this moment god we ask for forgiveness right now in the name of jesus father we repent of every sin transgression and iniquity every secret sin and offense oh god that we may have done knowingly or unknowingly god if we've ever offended you or your people god We ask that you will forgive us right now in the name of Jesus. God, cause them to forgive us and cause us to walk in a level of forgiveness as well. God, let nothing, oh God make us bitter, jealous, distracted, envious, oh God, or oh, walk in strife, God, or malice, but let us be strong, bold, wise, and walking with him in love and kindness, gentleness, and meekness, God. Let us continue to edify your people and be an example in the earth. Father, even as we pray right now, God, we know that you are not a man that you shall lie, neither are you the son of man that shall, you, that shall repent. God, whatever you speak, it shall be so, and all that you speak, it shall be good. So we thank you right now that even as we pray that we have the authority to decree and declare that this shall be a best, a better day, that this shall be a blessed day, oh God, that all things will work together for our good on today. Despite everything that's going to work against us, God, we thank you that you're calling those things to work out for our good. So we thank you, and we decree and declare that today shall be blessed, it shall be prosperous, it shall be productive, and it shall be peaceful. God, we cover every person in this room, every person under the sound of my voice, every person that listens to the podcast, and we cover this clubhouse room and at god in the name of jesus let there be no interruptions disruptions or interferences father but let every person's words be seasoned by grace and allow their words to edify educate and entertain in the name of jesus and father we believed as we pray so we all say amen amen and amen All amen. right, amen. hallelujah Yeah, I know sometimes I'll be having to get that stuff out. I'll be having to get some of that stuff out. Because like I told you, I'm a little frustrated. I'm a little frustrated right now. But I refuse to allow the enemy to win. I really refuse to allow the enemy to win. I refuse to allow the enemy to win. I know I get frustrated, aggravated, irritated sometimes. But guess what? I'm learning that as long as I continue to be patient, Guess what? God gonna continue to show himself strong. God gonna continue to show himself strong and mighty. That's one thing I hate about having to be a prophet because sometimes it causes me to look stupid. Sometimes it causes me to look ignorant. Sometimes it look like, God, do you really know what you're talking about? Now you got me out here looking like I don't know what I'm talking about. Now I look crazy and all this other stuff. Now you got me out here doing this and doing that, and I look stupid and foolish. But then God says, Guess what? Do you still trust me? are you going to continue to trust me because despite everything that you're saying that you're thinking i'm still god and i and i alone have the ability to not only orchestrate your heart but I also have the ability to orchestrate their heart. Why? Wow, because the can- hands of the king is in the heart, the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord and he turns it whatsoever way he will. Not only is the heart of the a heart of the king in the hands of the Lord, but guess what? Your heart is in the hands of the Lord too. Their heart is in the hands of the Lord too. Every person gets connected to me. Their heart is in the hands of the Lord and he turns it whatsoever way he will. So I'm thanking God because I will not be discouraged. I will not be distracted. I will not be delayed, denied, devoured. I will discourage yeah. none of that. I will continue to walk in the uh, 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 and the ambition that God has put me in. I will continue to walk in the grace and the authority that God has blessed me with, even though it's irritating, frustrating, and aggravating. Guess what? I'm gonna to continue to do it because I know behind my obedience, God is gonna give me a breakthrough. So I'm just excited about that. I'm just excited about that. Even if God don't give me a breakthrough, I'm just learning to love on him. I'm just learning to love on him and reverence him. That's what we're gonna be talking about today. Reverencing God, loving God. I know that we all talk about the fear of God and stuff like that and whatnot, but we need to break this down the right way. Cause the fear of God don't mean you scared of God. I'm just saying the fear of God don't mean you necessarily just scared of God. No, that's what got y'all children not want to come to church, but want to be sexual on camera. What? That don't make sense. You show your nudity all on cameras, but you scared to walk up in the church and stand up when they ask for first time visitors. How that it make sense? Okay, never mind. But anyway, I'm just saying, like, come on now. We, we we serve that type of God. We serve that type of God. And I'm just so glad that we can be an impact. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the God of love. We're going to talk about the reverence of the Lord and how we reverence and honor him. Y'all know we've been talking about that uh, early this week and kind of this week, honoring people. Now, honoring God. You know what I'm saying? If we want to honor God, we got to know how to honor his people. We got to learn how to treat his people. We can't be trying to scare them into salvation, scare them into church, scare them into doing what we think they should do because we got a little authority or we got a little experience. No, baby, do you have the love of God as well as the fear of God because the fear of God wouldn't allow you to treat people the way you do. The fear of God wouldn't allow you to treat people the way you do. Hear me again. The fear of God as well as the love of God don't allow people to treat people the way they do. And we can't say we love God, we honor God, we reverence God, we fear God and all the other good stuff about God. But yet, Here we are doing some of the stuff we do. So we're going to talk about it today. Were you scared into your salvation or did you really come to church to be saved? And then we're going to talk about, are y'all preaching salvation that God loves you and that you can come to Christ and be saved? Or are you preaching, if you don't come to God, he going to send you to hell just because you didn't make a decision to come to him? No, baby, what is we preaching in these churches? It's okay though, I'm gonna I'm 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 cut to a song break and then I'm coming back because I'm waking up and I'm reading over my notes of some stuff me and God done prepped and talked about. So yeah, let me let me go ahead and cut to this song break and then we're coming right, right back with more great, 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 great conversation, okay? All right. Google, you gonna play the song or you just gonna, you just gonna, you know.
2: I'll explain that happens when we proclaim your great name, your great name. If yeah. we love you, yeah. call your name, yeah. it's our we name, explain, oh. not explain that happens when we proclaim your great name. Sing. Something's happening.
1: But good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet. We'll wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Listen, I'm not sure where you are right now. If you're on your way to work, coming home for work, already at work, someone working out. Or maybe you called off work today and you chilling. Or you at you know, whatever good thing is that you're doing. I hope just you somewhere preparing to work a job because, you know, you need a job. Man, without a job, don't eat. Amen. That's the word. So I just pray you hope you somewhere. Get ready for work. Maybe you call it a work day. Whatever the case may be. I still just want you to have the right, the, the, a good day. You know, meeting with the right people, right conversation, right attitude. All the good, right stuff to make your day go the right way. Not saying you ain't going to have no ups and downs because I definitely do. I'm talking about my day yesterday. It was decent, but it wasn't it just it has some ups and downs period i just had some ups and downs However, guess what? I just believe by faith that when you start your day off with God, God has the ability to step in, navigate the way that He needs to because He loves you. He cares about you. Same with me. Guess what? I didn't have the best day yesterday. <laughs> and, and somewhat not having the best day today, but I'm waking my day up with God. I'm starting my day off with a little inspiration, with a little spirit, with a little motivation, with a little word, with a little something that's gonna, you know, keep my mind right, to keep my faith right. Because you know, oftentimes when we go through some stuff, it's it, that the devil try to shake our faith. He tried to shake our faith or keep our faith where it is. And God is always sending us things to elevate our faith. I tell people all the time, what's the point of you preaching if it doesn't elevate my faith? What is the point of you prophesying if it doesn't elevate my faith? Confirmation ain't going to ain't going to elevate my faith. Confirmation going to keep my faith where it is because I know I was supposed to be doing it. I just was hard-headed and didn't do it. That's not helping my faith. So we got to learn how to talk. Like, we got to learn how to do all of that. Me, I'm in this season where I'm just like, God, continue to increase my faith. Continue to increase my faith. As you increase my momentum, continue to increase my faith. Lord have mercy. Let me believe on a level. level. Let me think on another level. Let me not be comfortable with, with where, where I am now. Whew because i'm telling you i just be want to just be like oh lord i give up let me just go get me a job somewhere like i do i be telling god god i don't want to do this proper stuff i don't want to do this i just want to just go somewhere and just be you know like somebody's executive or somebody's let me just go do something simple like can i go work at a call center god Even, even i know i'm gonna put them on hold and start praying for them anyway but i don't care god i know i just yeah (laughs) but anyway i'm starting my day off a little decent like i said it's not ain't like i want it to be but guess what god's stepping in and god's stepping up so i believe by faith that he's going to cause my day to get a little bit better um, but with that being said, the time now is 8 30, and because I'm working from the living room today, I just didn't feel like being in the office. Um, because I'm working from the living room today, Google just went out with y'all in here. Shout out to Julie and Keith in the room. Julie, uh, you should have an email from me. Um, too. Check your email, check your email. If not, I gotta resend it. But um, yeah, so yeah, we're gonna go ahead and get to the scripture of the day. Y'all know how I am. I believe in starting my room with prayer, with the word of God, with a little dialogue, stuff like that. Y'all know I gotta go up my rent at eight o'clock. So, yeah, but I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture real quick, and then we're going to go to another song, and then we're coming back to start our check-in, because like I said, it's 8.30, and Google the warm. and it's time to stand up and stretch, but I'm downstairs working instead of, you know, being upstairs. So, yeah, I'm a, I mean I'm a cheap laser today, do what I need. But, yeah, the scripture of the day comes from John chapter number 15. John chapter number 15. John chapter number 15, starting at the first verse. My pastor used to say something like this. Whenever you don't say the first, whenever they don't say the first, the verse, you always assume the first. So when someone says turn to John chapter number 15 and they never give you a verse, I always assume the first. That's something that I used to say. And my pastor said it. So, yeah, I stole that from him. Ha ha. I'm telling you, you can tell when people are submitted under a pastor and a leader for real, because they say stuff that they don't normally would say. They come up with stuff that they, you know, they ain't come up with that. They ain't that deep to get that revelation. I'm joking. Just... <laughs> but yeah, John chapter number 15. We're going to start at the first verse. And it reads, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to read it one more time, but I'm going to stop at that verse because it gets deeper, but I ain't trying to get too deep. It says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they can produce even fruit. More here. I love that last part. So that they can produce even more. I'm excited about that. God prune me, prune me, prune my circle, prune my people, prune everything around me. Don't just cut them off around me. Prune those things too, God. That's one thing that I need God to do in my life. Because notice how He said, Jesus, Jesus saying that God will cut off everybody in His life that ain't producing. God cuts off everything, every branch that's connected to Jesus that ain't producing. God says, I'll cut it off. And guess what? I'm going to prune those branches that aren't connected to you so that they can produce more. In this season of my life, God cut off everything in my life that's not producing. Come on, can you receive that? God cut off everything in my life and in me that's not producing. And everything, every person, every place, and every possession that is connected to me, God prune it so it can produce even more. I don't know about y'all, but that's my prayer. I'm not even looking for a new assistant and intern because I, I'm producing, and I don't want to go down on what I produce. producing. no, I need to go ahead and prune it, fine tune it. So guess what? I can produce more. I'm telling you, I got too many clients, too many uh, uh, partners, and all this other stuff. For me to kind of be keeping up with it by myself and sometimes it can be frustrating but guess what i thank god because i know god is doing some pruning god is doing some cutting god is doing some disconnecting like pastor lewis Shame shameless fuck. y'all gotta go listen to pastor lewis message too like that man be preaching but yeah god is doing some cutting god is doing some pruning and it's only so you can be more productive that's what i tell y'all each and every day i pray that your day is peaceful prosperous and productive because god didn't put you on this earth for nothing your purpose is in productivity It's in your productivity. Yeah, let me put it like that. Your purpose is found in your productivity. When you produce, that's when you begin to walk in purpose. That's why even a long time ago, before I told people I was a prophet, I said, I'm a producer. That's it, I'm just a model and a producer. I make things happen, Whether whether it be from concerts, to revivals, to shows, all the other stuff. I was somebody that can put on and produce. So I thank God, because guess what? In this season, he's calling you to do what? Produce. All right. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. That was my little 15 second preach. That was my 15 second preaching. Yeah, I know I ain't preaching too much today because my voice is like tired. I'm a little tired and I just don't feel it today. I I just, yeah, I'm finna go slow and rock this thing on Um, But yeah, let's go ahead and cut to a song real quick because y'all know I love y'all. I love preaching. I love talking sometimes, but I like getting over to, to to hear y'all. I like questioning y'all and hearing about y'all day and all this other stuff. So do me a favor: if you're in the audience and you want to come up and engage with us, feel free to raise your hand. I'm sorry, I'm not that type of person who wanna bring everybody up on my stage. Me and somebody had a conversation like that yesterday. They was like, I don't come to your room because you don't even let nobody else talk. I said, Well, if you're in the audience and you want to come up, raise your hand because I'm not just gonna invite y'all up sometimes. That's just not me. I don't just invite everybody up on the stage because I know the complications that come with it. One, I'm a prophet, you're gonna attacked to come on stage with a profit. Like, you're just going to deal with certain things. And then two, you know what I'm saying? I want to make sure that you know what you're talking about, that you know that we recorded, and that you're going to be recircling information that we already went around. It's a three-hour show, a three-hour room. We got to make sure that, you know what I'm saying, we ain't just saying the same old stuff. So I'm going to make sure that I'm trying to hear from other people. So if you're in the audience and you ever want to uh, chime in on the conversation and anything, please feel free to raise your hand. If not, you can definitely say good morning in the chat and all this other stuff. Don't feel bad when we move you to the audience though, after you came up and said you're a though, Let me just say that because one thing that I'm trying to get better at is I'm trying to be better at a leader. And one thing about me being a leader, Pastor Lashina, is I be scared to hurt people's feelings because, you know, I love God and I love, love God. I love God, but I got to realize I can't be so in love with God that I can't, you know do the right thing by his people and sometimes doing the right thing by his people is telling them how to do the right thing sometimes i just be so nice i'll be like okay well do what you want to do do what you want to do and sometimes i can't do that I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Because then I ain't watching all the, all the people for real for real as a leader. So I'm trying to get more better at doing that. That's what I'm telling you guys that. So with that being said, let's go ahead and cut to a little song. And then we're going to come back to check in. You know what I'm saying? And have a little ball because that's what we do in this room. You know what I'm saying? It's time for us to wake up. It's time for us to experience the joy of the Lord. Because guess what? He is here. It's it's it's, it's, it's time. It's time. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and cut to this song. And then we're coming right, right back. Let's go.
4: Yet the part of creation that is most precious to God himself is mankind.
5: I may be getting ready, or I may be already gone because I just stop by. Right. on my way
6: home
5: if you call me in the morning and i fail To answer my phone. It could be. That I'm getting ready. And it could be. That I'm already gone. Because I. Just stop by on my way home. Y'all don't mind. Tell me, tell them I I can't stop.
2: Oh, I can't stop.
5: I just stopped by. Stop by I got a few more Weary dead and dead I got to move on To my heavenly home I didn't come here I didn't come here to stay feel more rising of the sun and I'll be gone the other way I'm going up there where there be no more suffering no more praying. Everybody be calling on his name. No more giving all right. right when well, I done no wrong. No more crying. No more alone. I'll be gone. On. I didn't come here. I didn't come here to stay Jay, stop by. I just stopped by. Jay, stop by I just stopped by here Jay, stop by. Man and of over woman would tell me in just a few Jay, days Jay, stop And after a while when my name has been called When this old like of shut down I gotta move on To my heavenly home I won't have to worry about getting up in the morning I won't have to worry about laying down at night It's gonna be day
2: always It won't be no more night
1: all right all right all right good morning good morning good morning we're back i don't know why the other song was trying to fade in but it is what it is whatever that's my old school lee Williams song yeah i know it's throwback thursday it is throwback thursday yeah i know i love my old school songs i love my old school music to keep me refreshed keep me back to my roots honestly i was gonna play something else but that was the on my way home song and i kind of wanted to hear it but i thought it was another version but it is what it is it is what it is god gonna still have his way i told y'all my dad's already frustrated so i ain't gonna let anything else frustrate me even more especially little stuff like it'd be the little stuff that be trying to frustrate me and i just refuse to let it frustrate me because i don't want to be frustrated like i oh don't know i gotta focus and i gotta do what god called me to do and i can't do that if i'm frustrated because of little stuff so um, i'm getting over that so with that being said let's go ahead and ch- uh, check in let's go ahead and start checking in the time now is what time it is it 8 45. it's 8 45 yeah i know that's the usual time that i normally thought checking in so with that being said let's go ahead pull to refresh, see where you are on the stage if you're in the audience and you would like to interact with us please drop it in the chat tell us good morning all the other good stuff and we're going to continue to lift you up we're going to continue to pray for you all the other stuff shout out to all the people that say they need prayer in the back if you need prayer if you're in the back channel and you say you need prayer hey feel free to back channel me you can also set up a free prayer call with me via my website. All you have to do is go to amariusfan.com, and we offer free prayer 24-7. I'm probably one of all the ministries that do that and I've been doing that for a long time. In addition to my prosthetic consultations and, and all the other stuff that that I give prosthetic wisdom and advice on and knowledge on, we offer t- free prayer, 24 seven. All you have to do is go to my website and you can schedule a free prayer call with prophets, plain and simple like that. Most of the time in those prayer calls, I'm gonna pray for about five, 10 minutes. And then if God give me a word to release, I'm gonna release that word. If not, guess what? I'm gonna go ahead and pray for you. Bless you however I can, if I can. And then we're gonna see, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do what God told me to do. But always, never, never, never hesitate to reach out to me, you know, in the back channel, probably, or via my website, because that's what it's for. Um, With that being said, um check in this morning yeah i ain't had enough for breakfast yet yeah all know no i don't know if y'all been noticing but i haven't been eating breakfast in the morning lately like i used to and i'm trying to get back into the habit of that but like i said it's, when you build the momentum i'm telling you things be trying to like that friction of going uphill really be starting like you feel it when you're building momentum and you're trying to go uphill you feel that friction and you feel that resistance you feel something kind of pushing you back or pulling you down and but as hard as you're trying to work up so i'm in that stage right now like where friction is coming against me but only because i'm trying to build momentum up i'm not just building momentum to accelerate straight that's not accelerating going straight in a straight line just Going, that ain't doing nothing. You you, can't, you ain't going to always encounter as much friction. But when you're going uphill and you're building momentum to build uphill, yeah, you kind of encounter some friction. So that's what I'm encountering today and yesterday. So it kind of got me a little off. I'm encountering a little, a little friction from building momentum, and it's kind of got me a little off. But I'm kicking it back in. I'm getting back in in the game. I'm getting my head back in the game. Um, As far as breakfast, like I told you, I'm not really finna have breakfast this morning. I might drink mint, an ensure, and call it a day. Yeah, I'm going to drink me an insure and then probably just wait, wait until my appetite is actually stirred up. Um, And normally that's, that doesn't happen until we get into a great conversation and I start bouncing up and down and moving around and a lot of other crazy stuff. So I'm probably just going to hold off on breakfast for right now, drink me an insure and call it a day. As far as the weather this morning um it's looking real bright it's looking real sunny out there and i'm kind of excited about it because the spring is springing it's getting hot outside like i don't even wear pants no more well i do wear pants let me say that a different way when i go outside i'm wearing shorts like i'm not Uh, uh. it's too hot for pants now like and i live in georgia if you live in atlanta georgia and you wearing pants this time of the year you got to be on your way to a job that's professional like you, that's the only reason you gonna be wearing pants this time of year. Because I'm telling y'all, if they had dress pants that was that came in shorts form, I would be wearing them. I'll be wearing shorts with a button down, the short sleeve button down. Y'all know what them button down that the Geek Squad be wearing? They had them short <laughs> sleeves. Yeah, I'm gonna be wearing one of those with some dress up shorts, praise God. Cause it's too hot to be out there wearing pants. Uh-uh, God ain't pleased with that. God ain't pleased with that. But no, that's my um weather right now. It's 66 degrees currently in Atlanta, Georgia, with a high of 84, meaning it's finna be hot, meaning I'm finna, you know, wear some shorts. I can't wait till they open my pool, too. Like, when they open the pool, y'all gonna see profit down there almost end of the day. I'm gonna be out there swimming. And don't say, man, when you see me on Instagram, and I have my shirt off, because I ain't one of the type of people that go to the pool, and be in the pool with their shirt on. Sorry, that ain't me. Y'all can shut up, and y'all can keep your, put y'all salvation on the shelf, and pick it back up when I get up out the pool. But other than that, yeah, boom. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I'm starting my morning. That's my, you know, my little breakfast for the day. That's the weather. Pull to refresh to see what you guys are on the stage. And we're going to go in that same order with check-in. So I'm going to go uh, to Essence, Julie, Keith, and then, yes. do 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 Good
3: morning, Essence. How you doing this morning? It's so are you. Do-do. Good morning. I am all right. Um, My back is bothering me, which is why just as soon as I go drop Emory off, I'm going to the counter um, um, cause I've been needing an adjustment. Um, and so it's really starting to bother me again. Um, and so I need to go get popped, snap cracked and popped, um, and aligned. Um, it is pretty cool. Memphis done hit hot. Finally, we've been cold. Like I've been putting on my son, some jeans and t-shirt with a jacket and now, all of a sudden, we we to the point where it's, it's, it's straight 90s. Let me look to see what this weather's going to be today. Oh, it's 75 right now, and the high is supposed to be 93. So, yeah. um, I am currently actually trying to get the trash out because it is my trash day. Um, so, trying to get these boxes to the curb um, for me moving um, so they can pick up the trash. Um, for breakfast, I don't know what I'm eating yet. Um, I have a couple of things I need to do today. So I may grab some breakfast while I'm out. I don't know. It depends on what my spirit is feeling like by the time I get going. Um, Let's see here. That's all I have going on today. Oh, my birthday is in six days. It's on Wednesday. Just want to let y'all know. Um, And yeah, it's to celebrate because I'm excited because I'm 35 and, you know, I'm finna be 35 rather. And so, you know, I'm excited. Um, God is good. And yeah, that's all I got. So yeah, have a good day. I pass my mic.
1: That's what's up, Essence. Congratulations and a happy birthday. Happy 35th birthday. I'm sure you're excited about that because they I mean you got to move and all that other stuff right before your birthday. So I bet that is a blessing that you get to settle in and just have fun and chill. Shout out to you! Shout out to you! Um, I'm throwing her over to Julie. Julie, good morning. Good morning. I got your text message. I'm gonna have to resend it right as soon as we get down with the show, cause I'd be doing too much of multiple things. So when I get down to show, I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna, um, try to resend it. But yeah, I got you this morning. But tell us how you doing this morning. Go ahead and check in for us.
7: Oh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, man. Oh my God, I need to take some vitamins, cause I can feel the time I'm very tired. Oh my God, I slept late this morning, so um extra tired. Um SM, happy birthday in advance. Um in Orlando, what are we having? What what, what are what I wonder what's the weather today? Because when I come it be very dark and when I leave it be very dark. It can be it's 71, high 81, low 65. I barely go outside because I'm in AC all day. So I don't feel the heat at all. <laughs> <laughs> I I listen and, and you know these hostels it be cold. I have two sides of a long sleeve, and nitty white scrub and I have a sweater behind me. When I leave from here, I leave on another way again. i be, i be cold till I go home, go home. Now for this morning, I'm going to have some leftovers. You know, I'm going to get, you know, I made a lot of um, turkey and rice. So that's what I'm gonna eat in a minute because I just put that in the microwave. I just pop that in the microwave, you know. Put some gravy over it. I can kill that. I'm gonna kill that food this morning. Not
1: turkey and rice. I eat. <laughs> you, you,
7: you you know I eat heavy in the morning. You know I eat heavy in the morning. So uh, I eat very heavy. But yesterday you wouldn't believe after that I ate what I had. That's what I when I finished it. I had I had um carrots um, um, um That's it. So if I eat something heavy in the morning, I have something light. I probably might stop some, get a smoothie or something afterwards. Um, then when I finish, I'm going to go to the salon, have some appointments and and try to finish off with this, um, uh, this, Amazon Lord, I wish I knew somebody who could follow these application they asked me for this. That's what it's it's, a, it's consuming time. That's why I sleep so late. Man, I'm yeah.
6: telling? <laughs> yeah.
7: I wish I just let, you know, just let a, a like, a counselor or somebody just, for, you know, you know, like, you just have somebody to do everything for you. Or right. The I right. I wish, <laughs> listen, I wish I had one of them. Just because it would be, like, when I read normally, like, 15 to 20 pages, and I'd be so exhausted, If it, you know, and then I'm going to start school back in September, in the fall. So, Lord, I'm just, I'm thankful and grateful. Otherwise, nothing else.
1: That's what's up. Thank you so much, Julie. I definitely understand that. Listen, I'm praying that God will bless us with assistance. Like, I tell people all the time, oftentimes when we pray, we pray that God will send us solutions, when the truth is, God does not always send us the solutions to our prayers, but sometimes he sends us assistance. So in this season, I'm praying that God will continue to send us more assistance to help us um, accomplish that, which he has assigned for us to do, Julie, because I know you're a serial entrepreneur just like me. I know we got great businesses, and we're trying to fund the kingdom with these businesses and stuff but we can't do that and we'll have people around us to help us that's why i'm praying that god will send me some volunteers that god will send me some interns that god will send me a real assistant that's gonna you know continue to put in work and i'm oh, praying for you you said what
7: i can need one seriously because i would really need one for real because i am gonna need one because when i look at it, it says i have to deal with the hospital and the saloon and this 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 Amazon and, and, and Walmart,
1: it's, it's a lot. Oh, it's know. a lot. It is a lot. I understand. I definitely understand. That's why I said, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you that God will continue to send you the assistance that you need. Oh, yes. I really need
7: it. And that's why I see so heavy in the
1: morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm helped. I'm already helped. <laughs>
7: I, that's why I see so heavy in the morning. Lord forgive me for eating heavy in the morning. But I need the strength.
8: Yeah, definitely understandable. <laughs> I definitely understand. And a
7: cup of Kool-Aid.
8: Not Kool-Aid, Julie.
7: That's it. I haven't drink Kool-Aid in years. That thing is giving me heartburn. It's between that and this thing called Tang. Tang? T-I-N-G? hmm Tang. I, 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 yeah, Tang. Yeah, Tang. I don't know what it is. I haven't drank them in years. If I could find a couple of them right now, I'll
1: drink a cup of Kool-Aid. Oh we tang is like orange juice, ain't it?
7: Yeah, but it tastes better than the Kool-Aid if I tell you that.
1: Okay, yeah. I believe that, though, because I'm not big on Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid ain't number sugar and water for me.
7: No, Kool-Aid is giving me hot burn. I don't know why. It thought has giving me some serious hot burn, so I stopped drinking it years ago. But I don't mind drinking some fruit punch Kool-Aid all some time.
1: Uh, okay, yeah. Definitely understand that definitely understand that. With me, it's really, I don't drink none in the morning like juices unless it's like tea. Now, sometimes I will if I got it in the refrigerator, but in the morning, I don't like too many juices or sweets unless it's only like orange juice.
7: It's Only orange juice or tea I drink in the morning. That's okay. It. And then I love um, my uh, my strawberry milk. My strawberry milk, I love
1: it. That's it. That's strawberry milk, Eon. <laughs> the Hershey's one. The
7: Hershey's, you know, that I think it's saying Nestle Quint yeah i just drink that all day yeah.
1: <laughs> when, I, when i used to order my cookies now you know i don't you have, i haven't eaten cookies for a little while yeah i noticed
7: you ain't been waking up eating cookies in
6: the
1: morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay okay well look let me go ahead and throw it over to keep let's go ahead and finish the check in before nine o'clock so i can get to another song keep it's on you do
8: Good morning, everybody. So, it is... I really don't pay attention to the weather. That's terrible. But I think it's like... Uh, 64 degrees. I didn't know it was 64. It's cloudy. Um, it's is supposed to be a high of 73. Um, so, that's going for us today. As far as breakfast, I'm probably going to have a protein shake. I'm trying to do better. Cause the spirit of DoorDash is all over me this morning, um. So I'm trying to be real good about that. But I mean, it's it's heavy. GrubHub, DoorDash, some somebody gonna get this money. Um, <laughs> I'm weak. Not somebody gonna get this money. <laughs> I'm trying to be good, but I'm I'm gonna be good. I'm behave. I'm gonna just do a um a protein shake and maybe switch it up for lunch and do a salad or something so I don't get bored. Um, as far as Today, um, I'm just trying to get through this through this day for the weekend. I got stuff to do before the weekend is gone so I can get on this road and take this trip down to my hometown of Greenville. I do have to go to Greenville, but Greensboro, North Carolina is my hometown. So I just am trying to get through this work week. I was at work until like 11 o'clock last night, maybe 12 o'clock last night at my other job trying to sort through all this stuff. So y'all pray for me, because I'm really... Good job. Oh, God. Yes, I'm I'm trying to um, navigate through this. It's not as hard as it was at first, but still, it's still a lot. But nevertheless, I'm going to hold on to it. But, um, yeah, that's my morning. That is my morning. Um, I had to cancel a doctor's appointment because I didn't want to take off work because they really going to hate me in the next couple of weeks when I start taking off work for these other doctor's appointments. I ain't never been to the doctor this much in my life. But anyway, praise God. Y'all have a good
1: day. <laughs> no problem, Keith. No problem. <laughs> Listen, I heard a, uh, a statistic yesterday while watching the news um, here, the local news. And they say three out of five people have an alternate personality at work. Three out of five people have an alternate personality at work, whether they work from home or whether, you know, they have to go into work, nine times out of ten. Or not nine times out of ten. Three out of five <laughs> because that was the actual number. Three out of five says that yeah, they personality at work is way different than their personality at home and whatnot. Keith, you think that's the same way you think you show a different personality when you're on the job and when you be talking to them people on the phone? Uh not
8: not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, you know, of course I'm more professional at work, but um, a lot of people have told me, and you know, with this job with Medicaid, um, I have ran into some people who I've spoken on the phone with, mm-hmm. and um, they've told me that I'm just as nice in person as I am over the phone. So okay. um, I- I'm pretty much the same. Um, granted, some of my, probably my bad customers, the people who get loud with me first and I get loud back, they probably don't feel the same way. But um, I'm, I'm pretty much the same.
6: Yeah, yeah I'm I pretty much can... the same.
1: <laughs> i get it i tell people all the time i'm not i'm gonna tell i'm gonna be honest i'm not the same person at, uh in field as i am like when i'm at home and all this other stuff now granted i'm you still gonna get that same goofy personality that same that same energy but i'm not always as much of a people person like let me be honest i'm not as much of the people person when I'm at home, because I'm at home, I don't want to deal with people. I'm no, when I come home, I come home by myself. I don't got to worry about nobody moving nothing in my house, touching nothing in my house. I don't got to worry about too much. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't even got to talk to nobody. So, my now, first, granted, you said, I really
8: you. think it. I granted, I really think it depends on the job. Like when I was working, um, in the cellular field, um, for AT and T and Sprint and whatnot. Um, that going up to people first, saying, hey, how you doing? How you yeah. I'm, I'm not like that at home. Um, if I don't have to speak to people, I don't speak to people. Um, so I'm not as outgoing as I have to be at work, depending on the job. So with that right. job, I had to be outgoing. I had to force myself to be outgoing. But
1: I'm not uh, generally an outgoing person. See, yeah, I get what you're saying, cause low key, a lot of people do that. Like, you have to be fake happy and fake speaking to people where you normally not used to that, and that's how I think I am too. Even though y'all you know I grew up in entertainment, um, and media and stuff like that, so it's easier for me to be outgoing and speak to people. But as far as holding conversations with certain people and stuff like that, oh yeah, it be it be hard. It be I truth. my other my other my other side will kick in and, and tell you to go somewhere real quick because I, I just don't be really like being bothered i it's crazy the only time i like being bothered is when i'm working like that's the only time that i like having full conversations being in your face when i'm working if i'm not working then you gonna get that personality from me that don't wanna be bothered. Like, you gonna get that personality from me that rather spend time with God, that don't wanna look you in your face, that don't wanna, know. Like, so I, I definitely get it. I think it depends on the personalities of the people as well as the job. Because like I said, I'm naturally outgoing, um, but then at the same time at home, I be chilling and I don't want to be, you know, th- those are two different personalities. I ain't going to be that outgoing person at home. I'm going to be chilling. I'm going to be in my own zone. I'm being in my own vibe. Even here on Clubhouse, outside of what I consider work, which is this room, because, you know, the podcast or whatnot, I don't be in other rooms. I don't be in people's rooms talking too much or saying nothing or even being on stage too much because I know I ain't going to say nothing. Like, I know I'll probably laugh. I'll probably listen to the conversation, but I'm not someone who likes to engage too much. I'm not someone who likes to say stuff too much unless I'm working. So yeah, I definitely got a different alter ego on something like that when it comes to work. Um, Yes, it's on you. I'm sorry, the time now is 9.03 and we are finna cut to another song, but I definitely want to give you space and grace to go ahead and greet the people. Good morning.
6: Um,
9: I don't know the weather, but all I know, y'all, that it is hot out right here in Greenville, Kentucky. Okay. You go outside, you go milk.
6: But
9: um, <laughs> but um for breakfast they gave us a weird breakfast. We had eggs, um a Danish pizza and some chicken nuggets, y'all like and we had um cereal
6: <laughs>
9: and milk. There's just so much mix up stuff, so I didn't no, nah, I didn't I really I didn't really eat too much. Um I'm just getting ready. It's just um the first week, so Nothing really like you know starts until next week. So this is just the week where they just show us around, we get uniforms and laptops and everything. Um, I mean it's been it's been nice um so far. I'm gonna show y'all my painting. I'ma P.T.R. y'all my painting that I did. I'm not no artist or nothing y'all, but I did this yesterday. All
10: right, I definitely wanna see.
9: I did that yesterday. Got like the PTR? I did.
10: Okay.
1: Let me see. Let me see. Oh, that is dope. I like that. Oh, I didn't know you was going to be a nurse. Yes. Oops. I'm excited. Okay. But like yeah, that.
9: that's all I got for y'all.
1: Okay. God is baby.
9: good all the time.
1: Well, shout Thank out you. to you, man. Shout out to you and um pushing those endeavors. Low key. I wish I can go back to school. I want to go back to school. I don't know about y'all, but I miss college. I miss school. And I went to HBCU. Oh, man. I'm telling you, I've missed college, but I thank God that he kind of brought me out when he did, because I probably would have ended up like Pastor Pat I would have been one of them campers. I'm telling you, I, w- I was going to cross. I was going <laughs> to pledge. I was going to pledge. Oh, I had them shoulders wet. I was going to be just like Dr. Patton with them shimmying shoulders. And swell. as fine as wine. I'm telling you, I'm so glad God snatched me out of that thing, because I'm telling you, if I would have got me some letters, I'm telling you, I don't know who I would be today. Lord have mercy, let me get, ooh, I'm telling you, if I would've got me some letters, I would've got me some of all that, let me shut up, but yeah, yeah, hmm yeah, I know, them letters do something to you, and I'm just so glad God didn't give me them letters, the only letters God gave me was G-O-D, <laughs> that's the only letters he got, what, what they say, um, Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ, five uh, fi Jesus Christ, or whatever, Alpha and Omega, <laughs> i'll make up my own christian greek fraternity i'm alpha he alpha and omega we're gonna call it the aocs or something i don't know <laughs> i don't know y'all pray for me <laughs> y'all pray for me but no for real since we didn't check that i'm gonna go ahead and throw it to Miss Lashana because i see she didn't step back in the room and then we're gonna go into a quick song break Miss Lashana, go ahead you have space and grace to check in with us Do-do-do-do-do. it's on you
11: Okay. Woo! Good morning. Good morning, family. <laughs> Had to slide back to the phone. Y'all know I don't like to be in the room when I'm driving. I'm a little old school, so that's why I be dipping off first thing in the morning because I have, to, I can't be in the room with y'all. Y'all might have me run into some stuff. I can't do that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> So I definitely have to dip out and concentrate, and these fools drive real crazy here in Milwaukee. So that's another reason why I have to make sure I'm paying attention to the road because these fools just... They'll run into you and won't care nothing about you. Um, We got a whole little section here called the Kia Boys. I don't know if y'all even know what that is, but yeah, we got some Kia Boys here. And basically what the Kia Boys do is they steal cars and we'll leave it in the middle street. You know, they don't care. It's, It's just a whole mess. But anywho. It is a good 80 degrees already outside. Did y'all hear me? Did y'all hear the Lord? The Lord finally loved Wisconsin. We finally got 80 degrees at 8 a.m. in the morning. So it's going to be a hot one for us. So I got my toes out. Y'all know it's toe season. Got the toes and the pedicure out and ready for the day. Um, so I just got to the office. I haven't had anything to drink yet. You know, I'm going to have my chai tea and, um, this is definitely a fasting day for me. So it's just going to be liquids and I'll probably eat once I get home a little later. So, um, Got to tap into some things and see what the Lord is telling me to do. Um, So, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be a light day for me, report today, and get everything turned in and update my waiting list. Unfortunately, We've had to declare um, another mental health crisis here. Um, an official press release went out because we are just literally at a place where we just don't have enough providers to meet the demand of everyone that needs to be seen. So I have to update my wait list and we're about a month out right now, which is still good. There are a lot of other agencies here that are dealing with a three to six month um, backup. So. We keep ours moving pretty good, but it's still heartbreaking to tell someone you know that needs help. And listen, the phone ringing now. Um, you know, I'm so sorry, but we have a wait list and we want to make sure that you get what you need, right? We don't want to just take you on and know that we're not going to be able to service you the way that we need to with quality and care. Um, but it's just so heartbreaking to be able to tell people, you know, unfortunately, we got about four weeks before we can get to you. Are you going to be OK? So we always kind of do a quick little check in with them to make sure that um it's not anything like urgent or they're in, you know, um, feeling suicidal or anything like that. Um, before we get them off the phone, just to make sure that they're safe and they're, they'll be okay. Right. Um, if not, then we'll have to, you know, kind of refer them over to um, a Rogers Memorial, which is more of an in-base patient clinic. Um, and you know, so yeah, so. Y'all hear my heart this morning. That's, I do. That's kind of really where do. I'm at,
6: yeah. <laughs>
11: so that's not like, I gotta, I gotta fast cause I'm, I'm feeling some kind of way today. So yeah, that's where I'm at y'all. But y'all know I'll be here.
1: Well, thank you so much. I definitely understand that. I definitely understand. You know what I'm saying? Cause who? them workloads sometimes can be heavy. Like I tell people all the time, and Mr. Sheena pray for me. Cause I think I need to go, I think I need to go get licensed like I need to go get licensed in mental therapy or something like that. Like, I think I just want to make the price point go up. I so I think to... I'm,
11: yes. you said what? Yes, I agree.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's what you're doing anyway, sir. Exactly, exactly. And I think I need to go ahead and just get a little bit certified because I can't get certified in being a profit. Like, I didn't did all my work. So most people come to my site and see okay. that I'm affirmed as a true prophet other stuff. But for some of the stuff that I do, I think I need to go ahead and just get me a certificate.
11: Yep.
1: The- yep. How long does it take?
11: Well, it depends on what program you you know you enroll into. Of course, you got to get okay. your you know your sciences and stuff out the way, your basics. Um, but if you roll in, enroll into an accelerated course, you could probably knock it out in maybe two and a half years. It just depends on how ambitious you are.
1: Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because that's really a lot of what I'm doing. And then I'll be outsourcing a lot. That's why I tell people all the time, I'm trying to gain more resources so I can bring some of these sources in. Like even when Rashonda was working on my team, I'm like, Hey, I need you to handle this consultation for me. Hey, talk to her for me. Hey, dude, like, can we get some funds sent to this person? And I'd be like, Man, that it do be a lot. Like sometimes I be thinking, I'm a pastor and needs my sheep. <laughs> I'd be like, Lord. In these streets. Yes, you are. I'm talking about it. I do. I really do. But it just be so hard to do by myself. The street Lord have mercy. It'd be so hard. <laughs> that's why I'm so thankful for people like you. And I said, that's why I'm going to just get me a mental health certification. And I'm just going to go ahead and do it. They way. Just go get, join me a hospital. Just go work at a hospital. So like, <laughs> just go do that. Because Lord, doing it from the house. I love it because God has Allowed me to create my own lane, my own way of doing things. I'm able to, you know, still include my spirituality into you know what we do here in the ministry, as well as be able to go outside of my office and reach people, do individual events that help people and bless them. However, whew, it just be a lot to do. But hey, I'm believing by faith that God gonna move some of y'all to Atlanta. Yeah, I may not want to receive it yet, but guess what? When y'all move to Atlanta we come on we're gonna all be a team we're gonna be hitting the streets we're gonna be helping people saving people we're gonna be tearing Pastor lewis church up and all that Listen, i don't care as long as my husband
11: there you, you gotta pray
1: that part first because i ain't moving for nobody
11: except my husband okay
1: <laughs> yes ma'am yes ma'am okay i'm gonna be working on that prayer today i'm gonna be working on that prayer today i'm gonna put that on my prayer list i'm gonna be like um God please manifest Miss Lashina's husband in the state of Georgia so she can just go on here and come on on in Jesus' name. <laughs> While I'm praying for Julie House, because Julie coming too. Julie said, I just need to find me a house there. So I'm praying for right. your husband and Julie House. <laughs> I'm praying for your husband and Julie House. I'm telling y'all, y'all coming. Y'all coming. <laughs> we gonna take over. Listen, we're gonna take over the whole city of Atlanta. I'm gonna tell Dr. Patton, Dr. Patton, you gotta move out of Memphis too. Because uh, Pastor Lewis going to need some help. I'm telling you, we're going to take over Atlanta. And I'm going to need some help. Y'all about to go ahead, get it in order, so y'all can just move to Atlanta. It's okay. Y'all can go back and visit y'all little towns and y'all little cities and show them all the great stuff that you're going to do. But I'm telling you, this is where the money resides and the Holy Spirit reside. Amen. <laughs> Dr. Pat, I'm recording people for Georgia. You coming? <laughs> uh, no. Oh, no. Dr. Pat, why not?
12: Man, look. I'm gonna tell you a quick story. We do less killing than Memphis. Well, I don't know. I mean, cause, I mean, and I'm not in Memphis. I was just born and raised there. So, uh, but I'll say this. I had a chance to move to Atlanta back in 1999 when I was considering Nashville. And I went to visit my cousin that had just graduated from Morris Brown. And, you know, he was telling me about all these companies and just the city, and I felt the vibe of the city. But at the time, like a lot of his friends, you know, like they would pull up in all these nice Mercedes and BMWs. We talk about ninety nine.
6: Wow. I'm
12: like, whoa! Like, what y'all she doing? Right. So where you live? Where you live at? Oh, I'm at home with my, with my mom's right now. i was like, what? You know, so. I saw that side of Atlanta that had a bunch of floggers, as, as you say in Memphis, or So I, I didn't want to be in a city like that. You know, I, I mean, because I, I, I was leaving Memphis for that reason. So I came to Nashville, even though Nashville had a lot less going on, you know, just from a standpoint of, you know, culture and that kind of thing. And Nashville has kind of slowly crept into that world where it can really kind of be welcoming to Black people. But don't get it twisted. It is still very much so a white city. And secondly, we got a lot of Black sambos in Nashville, too, that they will do stuff for themselves and lock all the other Black folk out. They don't mind being a token. And you know, they're trying to come and shine and act like they're smart and everybody when the, when the truth is they kiss a lot of behind. And, 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 and they do a lot of other stuff too that I won't mention, but that's Nashville. But the great thing for me uh, with Georgia, I believe that it has been spoken over in my life. I think that I will have some dealings and some territory and some stuff like that in the state of Georgia. I don't know how God's gonna do it, but I think that there'll be some coalitions and, and definitely uh, some people that I will be called to or I will partner with in, in the great city of Atlanta. I do know that. And I do believe that. I just don't know if living in Atlanta is my portion. But here's what I did promise God. I told God that I'm going to stop telling him what I'm going to do. And I'm going to depend on him to tell me what my next move is. That's good, if, Dr. Patton. And if, and if the Holy Spirit is in it, whether that's Timbuktu or Atlanta, that's where I'm going to be. Because I want to be what God wants me to be. Because the Bible, and I was just teaching this last night, same as plug, the Bible says that Isaac, went to a land that nobody was prospering in. And the Bible says that Isaac sowed in that land and he prospered. Sometimes God will send you to places that don't look wealthy, but he'll tell mm-hmm. you to go. And if you obey him, then God will blow on that place or on that space that nobody seems to be able to be successful in, but God will let you do it because he put the anointing on you to do it. So so that's, that's why I talked about wealth last night and if you go and check the, the replay back, I mean, same as plug. I went in last night. I am so sick of the body of Christ talking about wealth, and they're only talking about wealth if you sow a seed into the church. The devil is alive.
6: Facts, it is facts. time.
12: For- it's time for us to learn what real wealth is and it's not all money and giving but it's all but it's also learning how to diversify your sweat equity in business or whatever it is that you do for a living or whatever god has put you in your hands to do but shameless plug go check it out if you get a chance really good stuff came out of deuteronomy chapter 8 acts chapter 2 second chronicles chapter 28 showing how the, the different variances of what prosperity really looks like and prosperity is not a dirty word in in church we just made it so because we bastardized the principles by only telling people to give seed or sow into uh wicked prophets or let me me not even let me not even uh, put that on them let me call them what they really are false prophets diviners and soothsayers and, and fortune tellers and and that's what we have uh reduced the the office or at least the gift of the prophet too. But the Lord is raising up an entire remnant like Hezekiah, uh, one that would build. And do what God says do, and not not like, be like Ahaz, who was a young king that got a lot too soon and began to uh, sow and, and 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 worship other gods and invite other gods and influence the people the wrong way. And we got a lot of that going on on this app. So mm-hmm, be
6: mm-hmm. be that's be why worried. the topic
1: right now, Doctor Pan. Look at the top. That's why that topic what? right now because I think I didn't even look at the topic. To you know, ah, I'm driving, and he said, preaching to save
12: and not to scare. See, that's it. There we go there we go but let me shut up oh let me get my check in real quick check in check in no breakfast again because i'm saved and sanctified and the spirit (laughs) of our hop or uh or or pancake pantry have not creeped on me today yet again so the lord is kind in that area so we thank him for that it (laughs) is about 74 degrees in the great city of nashville tennessee and i got up really early to do a, a chauffeuring client this morning and I'm headed back to my home office to close out some insurance contracts, Shaba. And we're gonna continue to do that and build this business, build this.
1: Dr. Payne, you there? Let know. me, me got a call. Let me
12: let yeah, that's my wife calling. She's trying to check in because I try to call and check in on her. So I'll be right back. But I I, <laughs> All I right. we love we love tickets. it, we love it.
5: Right. We know
12: y'all be in love. <laughs> I look, we look. We, we, I've told you that that that, that anointed is, is strong on you if you do right by God, if you never
6: choose.
12: <laughs> You never go wrong, you never go wrong, and, and your oil and your crews are never one dry. A young Yay! brother's getting all that he can stand, a young brother getting all that he can stand. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say, and I'm married, the bed is under fire, call me Freaky if you want to, but I'm glad to be married and Freaky, and I ain't in judgment because I'm scared that God That's gonna it. get me because I wanna get me a little bit while I'm single. So <laughs> judge your mammy,
6: talking about me, <laughs> but
1: anyway. I'm so weak here, Dr. Pat. Thank you so much, big bro. I appreciate you. Love you coming here as always. Dr. Pat said, Hey, I'm glad I'm freaking, but guess what? I'm married too, so don't judge me. Judge your mama. <laughs> I definitely understand, Dr. Pat. Y'all continue to pray for me because I'm freaking, but I ain't married. I'm trying to be safe and get married. Hallelujah. <laughs> but- <laughs> Look, I'm trying. I'm trying. I ain't practicing, but Lord, have mercy. I be wanting to. I be wanting to go out and practice jesus christ <laughs> but i ain't gonna do it i'm gonna stay safe i'm going tell the truth shame the devil
6: come on listen
1: i'm gonna stay safe i'm gonna stay safe <laughs> well that, that uh, that's uh this canton jones canton jones just took a song and say like, i'm gonna stay safe ain't, uh, ain't constant. actually let me go ahead and play that i'm gonna cut it to my song and break we gonna play that and then we coming right right back this is a good old throwback canton jones
4: <laughs> let's go <laughs> i am going stay safe. i must stay safe. i must stay In the moment, I'm I'm i must stay safe. i must
2: stay i stay
4: Excuse me mister, me and my wife was in front of the line dear sir, I don't think it's right if I allow you to skip me, I just wanna keep peace, get some tickets to this movie, I'm trying to be discreet sir, it's really not deep sir, we all gon' get a seat sir, and we all gon' eat sir, so please will you calm down, put your arms down, I don't wanna show down, but it's about to go down, it's a nice night, but we just can't act right, i like doesn't mean I'm much like I'ma be the bigger man let you bump me Cause the city y'all and y'all probably gon' jump me and have me look too crazy and all the of my company, man I'm not gonna Chillin' is the right move, let me think I got a choice to make Go to jail, go to have stay safe, baby put the mace I'm away yeah. I'ma stay safe, I'ma uh, I'm stay safe, I'ma stay safe And even though I'm hot as hot, I'm gonna be here I'ma stay in I'ma stay safe i must stay safe, start i am i am stay safe And even safe though I'm hard like as yeah. Say, say. I ordered a number nine You gave me a number four You forgot the supersize And forgot my apple pie So miss if you'd be so kind I am sort of pressed for time Will you take this number four And switch it with the number nine Go to the back of the line Ma'am, you got me messed up I have an important meeting Why you think I'm dressed up? the shoes and best stuff If I go back, I'll be late Ma'am, if you could just give me a refund That would be so great you like
5: break?
4: Can I get my money from you ain't got to get loud miss you ain't got to curse Can I see the manager before this thing gets any worse? Oh, well, I don't want your sandwich, no. Oh, I don't want the money either, I just think i walk away Before I stop passing back to so something I don't want to say Gotta stay prayed up cause people will test you she still cussing. See you later. God bless I must stay safe. I must stay safe. even though I'm i must I must stay safe. even though I'm, I'm, stay and I'm, stay
2: and I'm and i
4: won't be like here stay safe. when I'm driving on 285 and somebody cut me off and flip me the bird, I to burn, uh, I'm stay safe, when I'm playing ball and they fouling dog and I hit the floor and get up and say a word, uh, I to stay safe, when I'm walking through the mall with my wife and somebody still attempting to catch her eye i am say stay safe When I go to the refrigerator and somebody do my sweet potato pie I'ma stay safe. Don't start fussing I'ma stay safe don't start fussing I'ma There's a lot of things I wanna you say I won't walk away I'm gonna love it anyway I'ma stay safe. Don't start fussing I'ma stay, stay safe. Safe. Don't start fussing I must stay safe. And even though I'm hard to stop, I love you in the hell
1: all right good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning welcome back welcome back to waking up with the prophet where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration motivation and a little bit of music to start our day not sure if where you start your day from if you're on your way to work coming home from work, already at work somewhere working out maybe you called off work today and you just at home chilling. we just want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way meeting with the right people right conversation right attitude right energy all that good right stuff to make your day go the right way With that being said, let's get into the conversation because that song was a perfect example of, you know, this conversation too. Because when when we talk about saving people and salvation and helping people, introducing people to Christ, one thing I want us to get better is not making people scared of God or scared of the church or scared of living right. (laughs) Like, you shouldn't be afraid of it. Like not saying you should be, I mean, you shouldn't have a reverence or, or some type of conviction, but you shouldn't be also afraid. I think for so long, and I know Pastor Patton was touching on it earlier, but I know for like so long, people have tried to use this scare tactic of of, of I guess their, their relationship with God or how God acts, as though God is this big bully in heaven. And every time you don't do something that he don't like, he's sending you to hell or you going through something or, and when truth doesn't matter is that ain't the case. One thing I want the church express us who may just be lay members of believers or even leaders. I need us to stop thinking that every time somebody's going through something is because they may not be living right or doing like sometimes, no, that that, that may not be the case. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And we have to get out of the point or get out of uh, the mindset where we're preaching to scare people. Like we're preaching because, Oh, well, you going to go to hell and dah, dah, dah. like, as though, I mean, granted, I understand we're supposed to be afraid of, I mean, we're supposed to want to go to hell and all this other stuff, but I don't believe that there should be a fear for it. Why? Because Jesus Christ died for us. Jesus Christ died for our sins. And if we keep preaching Jesus, how can we keep preaching Jesus and then making people afraid of coming to Jesus, making people afraid of God, like I just don't understand that. If we're teaching salvation, if we're teaching God, and first of all, we gotta get back to how we teach and who we teaching to. Because a lot of times, even when we teaching, we teaching to like bully people and correct people and kind of beat people up instead of actually teaching to edify. Most of the people in church, guess what? They already saved. They already saved. So when you're teaching to them, guess what? It's to build them up. It's to build them up, not tear them down or scare them into staying in your church, uh, scare them into staying in the Christendom and all the other stuff. No, it should be an encouragement thing. Anytime I tell people, if I was to have a church right now, I probably would have the biggest, one of the biggest church Period. I don't know why, because I have the ability to draw people. And in addition to the ability to draw people, God has an anointed on me to treat people right. Like, and I'm, I'm like, Canton Jones, I'm gonna stay saved. Y'all yeah, ain't finna fuss with you, I ain't gonna fight with you, cause I wanna be saved. And I'm gonna try to encourage you to be like me, why? Because I'm trying to be like Jesus. And I think oftentimes we don't lead people back to Jesus. We lead people back to our insecurity of, oh, well, we don't want you to die and go to hell. Like, what the, come on now. Can we start preaching the Bible from a way that inspires and encourages uh, the sinner the believer or the unbeliever or the non-believer that guess what, when you have faith or when you begin to confess salvation, that there's a benefit in it because truth is most of these people don't see no benefit in it. Most people do not see a benefit in Christendom or Christianity because we're too busy trying to use it as a scare tactic. My opinion, it could be wrong, but just my opinion, but I want to now address that because it's like, how do we start getting to a place where we edify people, helping people? We're so busy to say, okay, well, let me kick them out of this circle. And let me, dah, 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 dah. let me, let's talk about them. No, why don't you try to help them educate them? Why don't you actually try to save them? I think that's what we should be doing when we're preaching. We should be speaking from a way that says, what's that scripture that when a man was talking and whatnot, he asked the man, he said, so what should I do to be saved? Like, he talked in such a way that it wasn't to compel him on purpose. It wasn't to provoke him into salvation. It wasn't to scare him. It wasn't to um, persuade him for real, for real. But he was persuaded. That's the word I was looking for because of how he lived his life, because of his love for God. I think many of us don't even show that we love God enough and that God loves us enough for us to either persuade or provoke someone to come to God. Like let alone us teaching it, let alone us talking about it. Are we even teaching? Like when folks come into our church, are we teaching from a place that says, yeah, even though I want to edify, my audience, the people who are already here, even though I want to, you know, continue to teach them and develop them, I also have to teach from a place that if a babe in Christ or somebody who don't believe in God can hear this and say, "Huh, I'm persuaded to be saved," do we still do that, Pastor Anthony? In the room, I'm so glad he um, then walked in because he can finally check in and he can jump in. But Pastor Anthony, do is it pastor's job to preach to persuade people to salvation? Or are we just supposed to teach on, you know, I guess once you're saved, this is what you're supposed to do to live your life right. Like, is there, what's the, is that? shouldn't there be a balance or a duality to it? I don't think it's just on the job of the evangelist or the prophet to go out there and save people. Anybody can start jumping in at this point. Y'all know it's 9.30, so y'all can jump in any way y'all need to at this point but I'm just, I'm just curious. Good morning, Pastor Lewis. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to the point of how do we continue to preach in a way that persuades people to come to Christ, that, that persuades people to love God, instead of preaching, people, preaching to people in a way that makes them fear him, and not fear him in a way that, that's equivalent to reverence, because I feared my mama, I feared grandma, why? Because there was a certain reverence that I got from them. But nowadays, we're teaching fear of God as they this is something you gotta be scared of. Why? Because God gonna send you to hell. God gonna make you go through the mighty hand and the wrath of God. Go get you. God gonna expose you. And here's another thing: we gotta stop teaching exposure like that. Exposure in a negative concept in a negative light. Cause truth is, every time God exposes me, a new breakthrough, a new opportunity, a new tax bracket, and a new blessing, and new souls for me to minister to comes. So we have to stop teaching certain things from a negative light to scare people. Even when we use that word exposure in the church, it's always used to scare somebody. Like God finna expose you. God to get you. God expose me. Expose me to new people who I can preach God to. Expose me to new opportunities and new doors. It's like, come on, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. But I, I just wanna know how do we, how do we get, get to that point? Like, well, we start pre- preaching in a way that persuades people to come to Christ and not scare people to come because this your only option.
5: Like, what?
10: So I'll, I'll, I'll tap in on that, man. Um, good morning, everybody. Uh, uh, it's not something we need to change to do. It's something we ought to have been doing the entire time. Our entire purpose is to teach the book. That's what we're supposed to do from pulpits teach and preach and got nothing to do and i put it in the chat i absolutely hate the position that pastors take of trying to create this this hell fear and using that as a tactic to to get people to quote unquote live right because if that does work and it barely does it'll only work for the time that they're in the sanctuary with you the moment they walk away in the outside of your eyes then they'll revert back to the level of understanding and where their actual belief lies which is i can do what i want to do whatever the case may be The, the goal is to teach people so that they have the proper understanding and the holy spirit will do the work of regeneration and sanctifying them um so that their lives reflect what it is that they're taught that's how that's supposed to work right you can't govern or adjudicate somebody's life from the pulpit you don't follow them around all day beating them over the head about stuff that they're supposed to do whatever the case may be and even if you could that'd be a terrible idea because before you dag on walk around worrying about what anybody else doing, you got to check yourself first. So that's the truth as well. I got enough of my own stuff. I ain't got time to be dag on beating you up about yours. This life is hard enough as it is. You don't need somebody beating you about your head and neck every time you breathe wrong. That's goofy. That's part of the reason why people have left the church in mass. There's way too many folks to have taken that position as so though it's your job to critique my life. That <laughs> that's you preaching you You will rarely find anywhere in scripture where god has told anybody to adjudicate and evaluate the life of somebody else save the time you're assigning or you're appointing deacons and a bishop and or pastor that's about it every other responsibility is the book is talking about how you live up to the standards that are presented to you how you are conforming to what the Bible says. That is where your main focus needs to be. Outside of that, my job is to teach what the book says and the rest is between you and God. It is not my business. That's good. We're gonna stop that nonsense. We absolutely have to stop the nonsense. I yield the money. That's good. Anybody else
1: want to jump in, Keith?
10: I see.
13: Oh, yeah. oh go ahead, Dr.
8: Yeah, well, okay. So, I, Cause I know that um, Pastor Lewis and Dr. Charles are gonna kill it. Um. Okay. So I will say that from my personal experience, when I first got saved, um, I was scared of the salvation. I was one of those ones that was scared of salvation because I just did not want to go to hell. And then, you know, of course, I I grew up partially in a missionary Baptist church. And um, then from there, I went to Church of God in Christ. And, um, you know, I was just it was just the whole notion of hell. And then my mother was one of those people that said, you know, you better live right, you're going to hell, or you better not do this, you're going to hell. Or, you know, she would be like, I hope before you walk in that street, you got your soul converted, cause you sure going to hell if you die. Um, so I See, heard that- See, that is so- <laughs> But I heard that all the time when I was growing up, it was so bad. Like, it was just so bad to the point, if I saw a light bulb, I would get depressed. Cause I would just think about the heat inside that light bulb and how hell was 10 times hotter. And then, you know, if I would go towards the stove, she'd say, you see how hot it is in that stove? Hell is 10 times hotter. So I was scared of salvation. <laughs> I was I was terrified of Jesus because I saw him as this, I better do what you say because I'm going to go to hell. That That's how it started off. Um, when I left Church of God in Christ and I went to a non-denominational church and came across, you know, my spiritual mama, who she is now, um, she broke the word down in a way where she preached the Bible um, and she does this thing where she cross examines what the people in the Bible were going through. And she brings that to modern day terms. And it helped me to deal with things regarding myself. And with her teaching the Bible, um, I fell in love with God to the point where my relationship with God overshadowed, you know, the whole fear of me wanting to go, you know, fear of me going to hell and stuff of that nature. And I agree with Pastor Anthony. If we would just preach the word, I think sometimes we try to find ways to finesse it, to either stray somebody uh, uh away from sin, or to either uh make somebody feel like this is the only way, um, that you you have to go. And honestly, if we just preach the word of God the way the word of God is, the word will do the word. We don't have to do all anything extra, we don't have to do anything um um we don't have to pull any tricks or anything of that nature. If we preach the word, and a lot of times, that's why the Bible says studies show themselves approval, because a lot of these old preachers, and I always say like these traditional preachers, they get their ideologies from somebody's grandfather's grandfather who couldn't read. And um, you start preaching stuff out of tradition and not out of Bible. Because I know that, um, just one example, I know that one time when I was younger, well, you know, when I was younger, um. Let's use for think I said this before. But I thought lust was if you just looked at a woman and thought she was, you know, fine or whatever, then okay, I've sinned in my heart. Didn't know that what lust was like you actually uh I think it's like if you actually like try to pursue it in your mind and you you do everything um to even but get an opportunity, I think that's lust. Like you have to go a bit further. But of course, in my mind, I thought it was just the thought. So I believe when we just preach the word of God the way the word of God is. It will do the word. We wouldn't have to do anything necessary because you know He says, "With loving and kindness, i draw drawn thee." Um, the word will do the word. So, um, that's my little tidbit. That's all I wanted to say. I yield the mic. Prophet, you
13: on mute? You know you're on mute.
1: Oh, I was going to wait on um Pastor Lewis or Pastor Charles to
13: jump in. Um. I'm- Good okay. I'm gonna let Pastor Charles jump in because I'm just walking into work and then I'll come in after Pastor Charles. Awesome, Pastor Charles. It's on you. Well, y'all are so kind. Good morning, first of all. I'm just getting here and I love conversation
0: so far. Um, uh, my little brother, Lord Jesus, why in the world, Keith? I keep trying to figure this out, man. Same, 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 same thing. life. <laughs> <laughs> it's the
8: same people.
0: They, I mean, my god. Um, so yeah, so my, I had you know like everybody has two sides to their family, and at the Baptist church that I went to, you know my my dad's side they were more calm and serene. They were saved, but they were calm and serene. They didn't shout and run around. My mom's side, oh Lord, they tore the church up. I'm talking about stomping <laughs> and just ah. Just hollering and just all of that, and it scared the life out of me. And I was like, "Lord, if that's you," because I was scared. I put my hands in my ears, and they would take my hands out as if, like, "You, this is that's that's the Lord." I'm like, "Daddy, I don't know what that is." Now, I'm I'm not that way now, but. Uh, but but definitely hell was taught, uh, you know, to be, of course, a terrible place and you don't want to go there, you know. And so it was always that whole thing looming over you that don't let him catch you with your work, work undone. Right. And, but later teaching, late teaching, when I started to actually understand the love of God and I started to turn that thing around and not just me turned around, but my thinking from being taught this was that, hey, he, he's, he doesn't, he, the scripture even tells us he doesn't wish anyone to go. So he is making every opportunity and putting everything in order there so that I don't have to. And the other thing is being- So why do we
1: use that and still make that as though it's an option though, Pastor Charles?
0: I think you've already answered the question. There are people who were not knowledgeable of the word and think about the timing. Think about right. what was back in the day. Think about that. You know, even during slavery, they needed to do something to keep the people still enslaved. So we had to figure out how to make sure people stay in in, in control. And here's the sad part about it is, it's made. It, I'm not gonna say it just came from uh, the slavers, but you got to understand that it was trying to. You try to use tactics that would help to keep the people in line. And so, keeping people in line is in that time was having fear, having just great fear. And the scripture tells us that perfect love casts out all fear. Now, um, on the flip side of that, I do realize that yes, there is this place called hell. But I believe, and this is just you know, according to scripture, I believe that God is more concerned with you being with Him than He ever is for you to go to hell. He doesn't want you to Me go there. To Me too. So, so I, I believe that there's a lot of, I believe that a lot of the things that we've put out there that says you're going to hell because of that, you're going to hell because of this. And I refuse to say that a loving God that loves me like he does is willing to just send me to hell because of something that already has been taken care of by Jesus on the cross. I refuse right. Believe that i ever refuse, I refuse Believe that I, I will. I will say, yeah. You know, we have a life to live before God. Uh, we, are, we are supposed to be people who love God and are good rep- representation of Him. I am. I'm there. My job is to help to point you towards the kingdom, towards the kingdom of God. That's what my job is. And I think the one thing that happens a lot of times is that yeah, if people grew up the way I grew up. Everything you did was going to send you to hell, but thank you, Lord, for teaching, for understanding of the word, for allowing um, His precepts to really get ingrained inside of us, that we can be who He's called us to be. Um, you know, and, and and I believe, and I've been teaching on this lately, and I'm trying to figure, you know, I don't know what I'm going to preach on this week about it, but but the scripture says, "Now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be." But it says that but we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is why would he give me all of that sonship and give me all the placement in the kingdom and then try to send me to hell because you better heard, make sure you do it right because if you don't do it right you're going to hell you're going to hell right you know and so why, why would he do that because god is not god is not schizophrenic he's he, he's not one way you know in terms of now because of what jesus has done He's not just gonna, you know, he that's not what his his goal and intention is, and his intent. His intent is for me to be in in the kingdom, and so, uh, but that's teaching, that's understanding, and a lot of folks, hey, if you got any understanding at all, now we folks ain't falling for it, and so we have to continue to compel men. That's what we do when we preach. We're compelling men to come into the kingdom, not just uh, scare them into there. Because if you scare them, as as Pastor Anthony said, you try to scare them, they ain't gonna stay there long. Because once they get over that fear, it's like riding a roller coaster. You may be scared to get on there the first time. But when you get on there and find out how thrilling it is, you're going to want to get on there again. And you're going to get on there again and again until you get tired. You know what I'm saying? So so we have to really, really allow Holy Spirit to really deal with us in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, pe- people are going to be, they've been doing it for years. And until that generation dies off, I think, and maybe there'll be a few elders. That's going to kind of continue to remain in that vein. You're going to still continue to hear it. I'm going to rest my mic on that.
10: And and just real quick, let me just toss this. I'm going to shut up. Let's not forget the criteria that's laid out very, very clearly in how to miss hell. Let's be real clear about that and how it gets taught. John 3.16 still exists. That is your blueprint. That is all. Everything else is ancillary shut
1: up that was good that was good i definitely understand that pastor uh lewis you want to jump in
13: man good morning everybody kingdom greetings um of course love the conversation Um, i'm gonna be very very brief um i think that um, pastor keith pastor anthony pastor charles um, they have all hit on something um, amazing, <clears throat> and I think it's more so about the love of God than it is, um, you know, the fear of God, um, you know. And I think the thing is, is you know what I what I teach um, at Restoration Church is that um, you you love God, um, and the the your love for God, um, it it's not about him not making you do something right, but your love for God, um, it, it causes you to not to want to do it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's some it's like that relationship, um, with that significant other, you know, because of your love for them, you don't want to do the things that hurt them. That's good. Right. And so, um, I think that, that, that's what it's really about. Um, you know, you teach the love of God and the love of God is what transforms. It's not the fear of God that transforms. I think Pastor Charles just said it. You know, I can be scared of a roller coaster, but once I get on the ride and I figure out I'm going to be all right, <laughs> I'm going to get on that roller coaster again and again and again. So what are we going to do? Keep preaching hell um, and, and, and fear uh, every Sunday? Because guess what? They're going to get off that ride. They gonna, they, people will get off that ride. But, you know, when when I continually tell you about the love of God and all that, that God has done to reconcile man back to God and, and the reason why, you know, he blesses us, the reason why he protects us, the reason why he shows us great favor is because of his love for us. And so, like you said, like, like Pastor Anthony just said, and I'll yield here, you know, Bible is clear. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave, that whosoever would believe wouldn't perish, wouldn't go to hell, but they right. would have everlasting life. He didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but he sent the son into the world that through him we might be saved. And so that that's, and that's I the, think
1: that's the problem that most people don't believe because you know there's a narrative out here that why would Jesus sacrifice his own son versus just taking the power away from the devil. But you said it. You said it cl- plainly. But I think we don't teach it too often. It is so we all can have the opportunity to still see him. I think we still make it, or it has been. Teached and so dogmatically embedded into the minds of millennials and certain people, um, that, you know, that Jesus only died for certain people. Like it's still that who was it on the, on the roof. And he had that gentile mentality that that salvation was only for th- these group of people or these type of people. And I think that's somewhat how we still preach the gospel sometimes like salvation or heaven or seeing God is only for these type of people as though Jesus ain't died for all of us. Can somebody give me a better way of how we could teach that, like that Jesus died for all of us? Now, granted, you you can end up in hell, I guess. You know what I'm saying? But he died for all of us.
8: I mean, the basis of it is we have to stop trying to do God's job.
6: Mm -hmm. Like,
8: again, if we preach the word um, and stop preaching our preference, um, then we wouldn't have some of these issues. Because a lot of times we try to figure out how to make this work or how can we preach this, preach the Bible, preach the word and not your preference. A lot of times when we preach certain things, we put our feelings and stuff into the word of God, therefore causing all kinds of confusion and making people feel that, well, God loves me, but he doesn't love you. And Mm -hmm, then, you know, mm -hmm. we, we do this thing in Christendom where we we put sin on a chronological scale um and we figure well this sin is bigger than this when god said all sin is the same it all stinks in his nostrils um so no one is above the other the liar is just as worse as the murderer the murderer is just as worse as the fornicator and the adulterer so um if we preach the word and let the word do the work i think like pastor anthony said earlier um we wouldn't have to try to find out how to preach this and then you know if it's something you know, as a preacher and, you know, I'm even going back to school so that I can have a better understanding because I don't want to be an ignorant preacher. Um, if there's certain things that you don't know how to interpret, you know, ask somebody that's more astute than you about it or try to find out the cross so You can
1: break out that lexicon. <laughs> um,
8: listen, listen, find find you a way to make sure that you are exegeting and, and teaching the word of God properly. Because we have a lot of people who have their own interpretation of the word. That does not come from God, but it comes from um, tradition or what they've been taught. And a lot of people have been taught wrong.
1: So, and then that's a, that's another question I was gonna ask because originally we was gonna name Michelle, how do, uh, how do you preach? When I wrote it down in my notebook, I was gonna write, how do you preach? And I was waiting for somebody to drop that word in here, that uh, exegesis word, because I need y'all to explain that because I think oftentimes that's what we do in, um, in Christendom or in our preaching. And we call ourselves trying to persuade people to Christ, but I think it's more of the, what is it? The exegesis or eisegesis that people do when they extract the text from it and make it mean some that they don't really mean. Pastor Anthony, you know what I'm talking about. Like, explain those two differences. One, Pastor Lewis, Pastor, what are y'all educated? To
10: exegete the text is to Draw one is to obtain the proper interpretation, but it's to draw from the text what is actually in the text. When you isogee, which is what we are never supposed to do,
1: uh-huh.
10: is that you read into the text what you want to pull out of the text. So you're 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 infusing all of your personal biases, all your your preconceived notions and understandings into the text, and then making the text say match up with what it is you wanted to say in the first place. But eisegesis requires that you go through. Do proper word studies, do proper contextual, cultural studies, historical studies, or the text properly in, in, in the time that it it was being originally spoken, so that you can come to the right conclusions of what it meant to the original hearers first, and then you can temporize it up to what it means for us today. Right. So, so when you think of you think of it too, just
0: real quick is easy. X is good because it's coming out of I. I said Jesus. I is coming from I, the person, me, which is bad. Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely I, does. You you're doing that I you're saying I. That means I, 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 my, my thoughts, my thing, my thing about this. And that and the problem is, is that because I can be wrong. <laughs> so that's right. kind of yeah, so you can't put it that way too. So it's real easy.
1: Okay. And then see, and I definitely understand that, and that's why I feel like okay oftentimes even when i tell people when you try to minister to somebody on the street you can't just like that's what we do we do a lot of eisegesis meaning we'll take or i think i said that right i think i said yeah we'll take our interpretation our our portion of the scripture and we'll use that to bully somebody into coming into salvation or bully somebody into getting things right versus grabbing a scripture and what is it exeging the scripture right to encourage them to live better does that make sense
0: happens all the time
1: okay and and i think that's the problem and that's something that we have to teach better amongst even our leaders amongst our circles. like pastor jacob good morning i see him brother and i'm gonna throw it over to you in a second because i definitely feel like you got a powerful little negative for this but i just want to understand like Even with my peers, I know I don't do everything right, y'all. Y'all know profit don't do everything right. But I have these conversations because I also see it in the world. And I want to be a person that not only addresses it within myself, but I want other people to look at their conversations and, and things that they do and realize, huh, maybe we could have preach that better and that better because i'm at a point where i was like keith i was scared into salvation at one point literally scared into salvation at one point and then i had to relearn my relationship with god outside of being scared in the church or of the church and all that other stuff. That's why even when you know certain prophets, you know they used to scare. Oh, the prophet coming to town. So you used to be scared even to come to church because the prophet coming to town because you think oh he's just gonna be nose and tell you get to do all this other stuff. And I'm like come on now, yeah, that's not what, that's not what. <laughs> and I understand that we was talked some wrong stuff back in the day, but. It's like, we got a whole generation of people that now we have to reteach, relearn. That's why I tell most times, I don't gotta recycle saints. It's so many people that then walked away and looking for an opportunity to come back, but don't know how, and they're scared because of what they were taught. That's why they steal away, you know what I'm saying? Like what y'all said earlier, they may,
14: you know, jump on the ride
1: out of fear of all this other stuff, but once certain things start happening, they'll go back into the world and they'll never come back to what was supposed to help them because we use fear tactics to try to get them on or get them there. Pastor Jacob, how you feel about this? Go ahead and jump in, sir. I'm sorry, I'm on my rant because I'm trying to figure out why we eisegeting and exegesis. Do do doo doo it's on you. Good morning. You on mute, doc, is you there? He's still in the audience, bro. Is he? Yeah,
5: hold on. I got uh, him. He not no, he
10: up. Oh no, no, he's not. Uh, my phone did that, my
1: phone. Pastor Jacob, you there? No, oh, he says he can't talk. Okay, okay, okay. I'm it's sorry. In I'll chat. be reading the chat. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know I'm gonna be paying attention to the chat. Pastor Pan, I'm gonna let you uh I'm gonna throw you in right there too, because I know you had stepped out for a second. And then I'ma also throw you to Miss Lacina if she can. What was
12: that question again, Prophet?
1: So I'm just trying to understand how we better evangelize or witness to people from a place that will persuade them to come to Christ versus a way that instead of Bible bullying them to come to Christ as though, you know, that's their only option. You know what I'm saying? We do more eisegesis to scare people into salvation than we do of exegesis to, I guess, encourage people to come into a full understanding of God's love and whatnot. Does that make sense? You, you get you what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And l- let me say without
12: disrespecting the old time way, so to speak, there was there is a place for really a cut and dry warning from God, right? Uh, I think that sometimes when we look at those old times and even when we look at scripture, um, God made it very clear sometimes what the alternatives were gonna to be to his people. And people repented and some of them still didn't repent. Uh, I do think though, there is a space for having a real understanding about how to really minister to people and draw them by love and not by fear. Because while that message could be the catalyst that really pushes some people over into where they need to be, it's not what they may totally need to really grow in grace and grow with God either. So I think there should be a harmonious balance in between proper exegesis and what the spirit of grace may be saying at the at, at a particular time for a particular moment. And I think that sometimes we miss that because in this generation, we wanna we wanna be the get-along game where we accept every little Nuance of certain sort of stuff that people may try to get away with and call it Bible or call it uh, godly things. And so we do live in that, that time that the Bible prophesies, that where people don't um, endure sound doctrine, where people want to merge, you know, their um, proclivities and sin uh, with whatever dynamic of what they interpret scripture to be. So that's one way. But to deal with the error, a lot of times in those, especially in the times that I grew up in, um, people just didn't know any better. They just were gifted. And sometimes the Bible says in all that I get and get understanding, past generations sometimes didn't always have all the understanding, but they did have the power. And guess what? God still worked through some of the stuff that they did not understand and still allowed souls to be saved, still allowed bodies to be healed. I just think in this generation, we could take that lesson from those days and we could say we're not going to be dogmatic and we're not going to be uh, problematic in, in, in a sense to whereas we ignore, you know, the, all the ramifications uh, that's at stake, meaning that we have to really get trained on how to deal with people that are lost or people that once we get them saved and we get them on a quote unquote church role, that we really know how to handle them. And handle them with care we can still hold people accountable without condemnation we can still uh train people in the word of god without uh falsifying what the bible actually says just to get a shout or just to get uh something just from that perspective as it relates to that so you know i think that's some of the issue uh in the modern church today is that we're so accustomed to uh the shout and the amen more so than the uh execution of what the bible is saying to really edify and build people up because we got too many ignorant people in the church you know the clicks track you know when to say man you know all the church cliches but when you leave the event and and notice what i'm saying here and and i'm throwing rocks on purpose when we leave the event and we go home and it's really time to apply what we heard well if we were so busy shouting and falling out over one little piece of prophecy that we got. And then when the devil shows up to snatch it out, as Matthew 13 says, then, then what? Then that means that we have underserved the people that we're called to actually uh, feed. And 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 4 basically tells us that Jesus is the, the chief shepherd is going to judge us that are under shepherds or those of us that are in ministry that were called to really preach the word in a way that really did mature the people that really did prepare the people and god knows that uh much better than any one of us we can hear preachers and critique and try to tear down or try to help suggest things all we want but at the end of the day it is god that truly knows what is effective now i'm not saying that we can't have our critiques but i'm also saying also that sometimes we can be a little bit more critical than we are uh, ecumenical or unifying uh, if, if I preach something that's wrong, or if I say something that's wrong, why don't you give a brother a call and say, hey, Pastor Pat, you know, I wanna share something with you. Hey, uh, hey, Pastor Jacob, you know, uh, tell me what you meant by this before we attack. If we had more unity in the preaching community, we would really see less uh, of these conversations.
1: Right, and, come on Patton.
12: And, and even if we did have people out there that weren't very skilled at that level of preaching, there is still a place and grace for that because sometimes it's the simplistic
1: things of a message that yeah. may draw somebody grandma, into- i'm talking about their mothers could couldn't ex- they didn't exegete they, ex- they didn't harmonize the homiletics with the proper hermeneutics they didn't know greek latin or hebrew but i'm talking about could mm-hmm. bring the house down and,
12: and they could do it because of the fire of the holy ghost and, and because of what you know god had put in them to be able to draw the people of, uh, of, of God that need to be saved or those that need to be rededicated. And the Holy Spirit uh, could do that. And I think that really honestly, in this generation, we have de-emphasized the gifts of the Holy Spirit to preach and we have basically over-emphasized education. And when you marry those two things together correctly, where you're educated and you're anointed, man, that is a combustible uh, a combination. That really can really get glory, uh, or at least where God can get glory. But when we are only concerned with our performance, we're only uh, concerned with what I call preacher aerobics and performance, and, and and all the different things that impress other preachers, so that we can get invited to the um, to the conference, or so that we can get invited uh, to the next big. Uh, I that's how you uh, yeah. so, <laughs> to do so, it.
4: Yeah.
12: The
1: same old right, folks.
12: Right. So if if that's all you're preaching for. And the gospel is supposed to be to those that hadn't heard it or need to hear it now i'm not saying that folks in the church don't need to be edified by preaching but if there is a hierarchy of who we need to go after then i would think that that hierarchy would be to those that truly do need uh to be free or need to hear the gospel. when do we get back to the laws well the thing about it is that that's the evangelistic aspect of that prophet but the other part mm-hmm. of that too is that again, it's about really again the balance of what God wants at the time, and the coalitions that we need to be forging in the gospel and in the in in, in the uh, in the kingdom of God should be where we understand what each other's skill sets are. Mm-hmm. I may not be an evangelist but i know somebody that is or well, i may not be prophetic but i know i ought to have somebody in my yeah. decks that is so good, instead, of, instead of me trying to be all things to all people let's me, me trying to act like i got all fivefold gifts and i'm i'm the lebron of the gospel you know that, that's the stuff that we gotta get out of and that's pride that's arrogance and the enemy definitely gets strongholds in a lot of different churches because we're afraid to outsource and even connect and sometimes Outsourced is not even outside of your region or the city. There's always somebody that God has got in your local area that you probably could partner with to really help, uh, really, uh, you know, get the, things, get the things of God that the people of God really need that's in your church. But bad preaching to me is not necessarily uh, the, 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 char- the, the charisma. Bad preaching is not being led of God first and foremost and being a poor study. And and and, th- and let me say this: also trying to copy what you heard that is popular. That's uh-huh. worse
1: than Come if on. you
12: only know two or three scriptures. At least our dogs talk say this about God, and it blessed me when he said this. If all you know is two or three scriptures, preach that, right? <laughs> you know Noah only preached. Noah said he was going to reign for a hundred years. He ain't had no Bible. He ain't had no Bible college. He <laughs> had nothing. John the Baptist said, "Look." Repent! The kingdom of God is ahead, and the fire of God was on him, and the people resonated with that. So I think that again, in this generation, we are so arrogant because we got degrees, or yeah. because we got experience, or we got. this in the third. We, we 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 celebrate that God uses us a certain way. When Jesus told the seventy when they came back, oh, the demons are subject to us, and Jesus is like, and you know, you got to be glad that your name is in the Lamb's book of life. That's more important than being able to cast out devils and have long, drawn-out soliloquies where folks say, did not hearts burn. And the truth is, some of y'all going to burn in hell because you ain't repenting. And you've been pimped by God because God will let you preach, draw others, and then say, hey, guess what? You're lost. Bye-bye. I don't know you. I just pimped you. That's what God is going to do according to Matthew 7 and 21 for a lot of folks. And they don't know.
1: That they in trouble but
12: that's what do we
1: really just... say with that rhetoric though Patton? like do we really say that rhetoric that god be pimping these people out like that's that's not i said that
5: i'm
12: saying that god is going to allow folk that have a preaching gift that don't repent because as paul said i don't want to preach the gospel and myself be a castaway and and, and some people don't know that cuz they're under deception. They think because they think because their version of what they understand grace and mercy to be, they think that grace and mercy is an unlimited sin credit card that says I can sin as much as I want to as long as people glean from my gift. And the truth is, when we read James, when we read the when we read the uh, God's word and what he really expects of those of us that are Uh, ministers of the gospel where he (laughs) says look depart from me i don't know you it's what he says or you deserve your portion with the unbelievers i don't care what your preaching resume is or your ministerial resume is if god finds you unfaithful based on his his principles and the context clues that we read in scripture i'm not saying that i got the last book of life i'm not worthy to say who's making it or who's not making it but according to the word of god with fear and trembling, when I stand before God's people, and even before I stand before them, in private, I'm trying to make sure that I have an altar before God and nothing is left off the table. If God requires it, I'm trying to give it up because I'm not trying to get filthy little or I'm not trying to get uh, gain the world and lose my soul. I'm trying to gain heaven. I want the reward. I don't want the offering. Let me say it again. I don't want the offering. I want the reward. Now take the offering, but if you don't give it, it's fine. Because the reward ultimately is why I'm a preacher of the gospel. And I'm as Paul said, I'm a bond servant unto Jesus Christ. That's yes. my motivation. And until we have more preachers or even some of the younger preachers that are being drawn into the ministry, and I'm not saying in all cases, but I really believe that a lot of them are drawn into the ministry because of what they see.
6: They don't mm-hmm. see the suffering and they all the other stuff that
12: you really have to go through. They see a, a three three points in the clothes and folks shouting. Right? So they can, see. All I, of can of sing, them, I can sing. Yeah. Influence. That. I can make money. I can do that. I'm called. No, you might not be. And, and it's evident with some of these folks that's always on social media to my some pray for your pastor because ninety eight percent of pastors quit. Don't nobody care about that stuff. If you call oh. to this and you know and you know what this is, then you need you need a therapist and come off social media and stop bellyaching about the ministry because the ministry has always been tough and it always will be and in fact it's going to get tougher because we live in a generation that will continuously reject the word of truth and if you're trying to preach the gospel for popularity good luck cuz that'll keep you depressed you know but if you preach the gospel because that's what you're called to do as Paul said warn to me if I don't do it
10: right. you know
12: some days i want to quit it but like Jeremiah, man, it's in my bones. I can't help it. When I wake up, I'm preaching. When I speak to people in the grocery store and I strike up a conversation, the word of truth comes out of my mouth. I was born. I'm like, Jesus, for this cause was I born. When I begin to accept that in my life that that's what I was called to be, not necessarily where I was supposed to do it, but it was what I was called to be, then all that pressure for me to perform and, and, and to impress other preachers, you know, that, 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 you know, that, that, that fell off of me. And, and I'm still working through shedding that snake skin, because it does grow back, by the way. Because the enemy will always try <laughs> to present himself and say, well, look, that was a good sermon, Doc. You know, If you do it this way, you do this here, you do that, then maybe you'll get more uh, people in the audience. And the truth of the matter is, if we depend on God to create the audience, then the gift is going to do what it does. So I don't have to worry about all this other stuff or what people think I preached a bad message or not. I only want to preach what God tells me to preach, and if you think it's bad, and even if it is bad, so be it. I'm just trying to please God and not man.
10: You know, you said something in there that uh that's important, I think, uh to to reiterate, and that's the fact that you need to have a cadre of folks around you that you trust enough that can call you on the phone and say, Hey, hey that's preach, clear. uh Let me talk to you about what you said at this point in your message, and let's see if we can um, clean this up a little bit. Or I heard something that wasn't quite, quite as biblically accurate as it should have been or what have you. We need folks around us that can do that. Yes. We respect enough to not take it as an offense. I had a preacher that's somewhat of a mentor to me, call me up one Sunday. This is back before my Facebook account got hacked and I lost all my stuff. Um, He was watching the, uh, the Facebook Live and I was preaching. He called me up after service. He waited about. He waited till Tuesday because you know most preachers are off Monday. Waited till Tuesday, called me up. Said, "Hey, I just I, I wanted to circle up with you. I, I watched the message on Sunday. I said, okay. It's like, and if you'd let me, I'd like to give you some feedback. I'm now I'm one who's always, always, always looking for feedback. Um, I like to, especially from other preachers who I trust handle the word appropriately. Right. And I specify those individuals because that's really important. A whole lot of cats can have a whole lot of a whole lot to say about what you have to preach, but if they don't have any proper understanding of the word in the first place. Your opinion doesn't really mean much to me, Uh, um, but he called me up and he said, well, I heard you say this, this, and that. And I just wanted to offer you some, some advice and wisdom. He's been in the game a whole lot longer than I have. Mind Uh, you, I've been preaching 18 years, but he's been doing it about 40. Okay. Um, So I listened to what he had to say, let him get all of his points out. And I said, well, first off, doc, I appreciate you calling me. Um, and then I went back and I was paying attention and taking notes on my phone and I went over every point that he raised. And basically the long and short of it was what he did not understand was the relationship that I have fostered, uh, with the church. So they've, we've been together now long enough that they understand when I say certain things, what I'm talking about. Right. right and sometimes right. without context and without being in all the other conversations, it might sound as though I'm saying something crazy.
1: Right. I said something
10: That's along good. the along the lines of, if I can remember correctly, about we don't need to try to vote on everything. Some things God is just gonna say to do, and we gonna go ahead and do it. And we ain't got time to sit around here waiting on somebody to decide they want to get in line with what God has to say. And his point was, well, you know, you, you don't want to try to steamroll the people. Da 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 da. And I said, no, no, understand where I'm coming from. They already know i'm about consensus they already know that my desire is for us to always move together but my point at that point of the message was what we aren't going to do is handcuff god because we got two or three people that want to try to gatekeep the work that's trying to get done they understood the context
5: say it, uh, hold sir. on
10: say
1: that again, so say it it again. somebody was calling me say it again
10: what i said was what i explained to him was the folks understand that my desire is to move as a consensus that's how I've been I told them that during the interview process but what I also helped them to understand is what we're not going to do is stay is put handcuffs on God because we got two or three people walking around trying to get keep the process we're not doing that that's good we're gonna that's move good. when God right. said to move and that's gonna be the end of that but they already understood the context so I didn't need to go back and explain all of that so once I explained that to him he said oh, i understand what you're saying now my apologies i said no no no. no. i appreciate the fact that you brought it to me because if you heard it that way that means anybody else who watched the stream could hear it that way so that gives me an opportunity to make sure that i'm taking a 360 view of the message both before i preach it and paying attention while i'm preaching it so that i don't i don't take the chance or inadvertently omit somebody who doesn't have the full context of the conversation right. because they've just tuned in for the first time this week. So it helped me tighten up my process a bit. I say all that to say, again, we need people that we trust that can uh, that, that we allow the space and grace to speak to us and say, hey, this is what I heard. Is this what you meant? If not, let me offer you some some wisdom, some advice, Thanks. what have you. To help make sure you don't mess around and mess something up or you don't come to the wrong improper conclusion uh about your process because you missed something we need people connected to us that are willing that, that are able that we allow to be able to do that i yield
1: oh that's good, and, that was and, so that's, good. So, that's so good pastor anthony
12: because every pastor's got to know this every church i don't care how good it is is going to have a back to egypt committee in it they may have two or three. You may It may be split 50-50. But please understand, when God is taking you to another level, there's always going to be people that are not going to understand it. And as a pastor, you have to be okay with those that don't understand. And I don't care how well you could Sometimes, food, Dr.
1: Payne, you got to take it even out of that context of pastor, even as a regular layman, because you got to think about it. We talk to regular people, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but I mean, you're right. I mean, just whatever
12: the situation is, there are always going to be people that's not going to get it and they're not going to hear it because mm-hmm. there, are, there are times that you're preaching to folk that, and Jesus described it in Matthew 13, there are several different types of grounds that you're going to be pastor, And all of it won't be good ground. <laughs> I mean, it's just the facts. It is what it is. You have to keep doing the, doing the job. And I think sometimes, you know, when we look at uh, Jesus's uh, selection of his apostles and his disciples you like, man, why would he pick Judas? Why not pick him? Because Judas still had value. Right. And sometimes with us, you know, we do, and I wrote this on my Facebook page today, you know, while Judas is a betrayer, doesn't always, uh, don't mean he always betrays. Sometimes he's just there to, to spy. And sometimes you got folks that are just spies. They're, they're not, they're not benefactors. They're not there to help. They're not uh, there to push the vision forward. They just like to get what they can get. And they're spying out and Stop saying, on
11: Dr. Patton. What,
12: what else is next? And, and when you got spies in the camp, you can't put them out all the time. Because those spies, have, you just got to know how to use them. And too many times, we're too busy trying to fire Judas instead of maybe make sure we know how to keep Judas at bay. Because Judas going to always mess himself up. That's what he do. But here's what I can do. If Judas not count that bag, that's Judas' job. I'm gonna let him count that bag while I'm watching it. I'm gonna make sure I know what he's doing. I'm always a step ahead, and that's the that's the essence of Jesus' leadership. Always a step ahead of the Pharisees. Always a step ahead of his disciples. Even even the ones that had uh, you know had his back in certain respects. He was still a step ahead of Peter. Look, dude, you're gonna betray. You you're not you're not gonna do what you say you're gonna do. You're gonna deny me i already know what you're gonna do but i still picked you anyway and that's the portion of ministry and even preaching the gospel where we have to we, we, we got to preach to save people but we got to also remember i i quote this a lot and god gave me this revelation i say this and shut up one of the things that god has helped me to understand with people in particular leading people and even preaching to people is that as much as god so loved the world there's also john three eighteen where people do also choose to not accept them. And he says that when we don't accept them, those folk are condemned. When folk decide to be condemned, I can dry my eyes as much as I want them to be saved. Even God himself wills that people not, be, not perish, but he knows that folks are gonna do it. And if God has gotten over it, you know I'm gonna get over it. He's already over it, you know? So, I mean, I don't have to use scare tactics. I don't have to try to control people. All I need to do is present the gospel the way, the best way I know how, and live with those results. And the old folks, they did some stuff wrong. They did some stuff right. But the stuff, I can tell you this, they did more right than they did wrong. Because they were pure and unadulterated. They, you knew what you still with them, whether they was in flesh or not, or whether they knew all the facts or not. You knew what the line was. I think in this generation, we don't necessarily always know what the line is. And, and, and even Gen, uh, the, the, the Gen Z and all the young generation without even growing up in the generation that uh, Pastor Anthony and I did with uh, being Gen Xers, where we, we heard fire and brimstone more than we heard the grace and the love of God from another angle. They know that some of this stuff that we preach and I hear is bogus and they didn't live in those times because God has opened up this generation's eyes and they're expecting to hear a balanced word and many preachers are struggling because they can't preach a balanced word. All they know how to do, they dare you. Hey, well, we're going to shout. We shouted and we're still stupid. We're still broke. We're still bound. And the devil will shout right next to you with that click
6: track and that bad band. So he's gonna make a
12: decision. He's cool with that. He's the, he's the minister of music of heaven. Why do you think he's going to let you hire a bad band and let you uh, be the Pied Piper of folks still busting hell wide open? He'll let you do that all day long.
1: The pot, pot, pots, the hell wide open.
12: You know, mess around and preach some truth and see how your crowd thinks. Jesus saw that. <laughs> you know, Jesus, y'all gonna leave too. <laughs> you know, when the fist and chips stop, and and when the eyes stop popping open, and when Jesus said, "Drink my flesh, eat my blood," and folks walked away and didn't come back, y'all leaving too. As a preacher, you gotta be okay with the fact that some folk are not gonna choose the gospel, no matter how you put it. That's so, good. So until we understand that and preach just for the fact of look this is what god said to preach do it in love engage people but understand you're going to lose some folk some folk ain't going to the promised land some of them gonna die in the wilderness and that's okay that's their choice i can't make the horse drink my pastor used to say all the time and i it, it bears repeat. he used to tell me all the time he said Patton, don't be in the biz- business of drowning horses because they're not going to drink. If they're not going to drink, let them drown. And I'm going to let them drown. I, look, I'm not going to drown with you trying to save you. You know, if you can't swim and you're not going to listen to this trucks and you flailing, going up under that water, let that, that water hit your lungs and going down there because I'm not coming with you. And I'm going
1: on me. Listen, <laughs> Dr. get her mouthful. But I see we have some guests that then came up and raised their hand. And I be trying not to overlook our guests. But you know, I definitely value all my moderators because they're so wise and they sit with me every day up here. So but we have a guest that raised his hand. Um I know Michael wanted to express his opinion but he ended up having to get back to work but he definitely said thank you guys the conversation was great and it was awesome but I also see someone else down um, there our new guest Fabian how you doing sir welcome to the stage
14: good morning good morning uh, thank you so much prophet I'm following Dr. Patton in here he's one of my favorites here in clubhouse always bringing the word always bringing the truth whether in NBA or, or the word man so uh, good morning Dr. Patton how are you doing today
12: Oh, well, my brother, good to see you, man. I'm glad that you are in here. And we still got to do our sports room because we need to, uh, I, I need to find that ninth wonder guy and that other guy that was talking about how well this James Harden trade is working out and ain't even in the playoffs. And I, ain't, and I ain't seen none of them on Clubhouse, by the way.
6: And I'm right. tell them and, and I said this.
12: That, uh, tell them I, I said this very point about them. Let them know that the bar is set high for John Shire because the first-year coach at North Carolina, Hubert Davis, got to a championship game. Anything okay. less is <laughs> a bust. Let them know I said that. Please,
4: thank you.
14: I will, Good Dr. Patton. But, uh, you know, the, 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 the topic, uh, preaching to save not to scare, it, it, really, uh, it really rings true to my heart. And I think with the declining numbers of our young people in the churches, I, I'd like to just bring this to the room uh, I think personally that we have to uh, meet uh, young people where they are. There is a certain arrogance that I've experienced with the church and, and connecting with young people. And uh, I just think the old school ways do not necessarily work right now. Uh, these kids, are they have so much more going on, so much more distractions. Uh, it's a different mindset than, say, when we were growing up. And I just wanted to pose to the room. Uh, I think the church um, needs to kind of maybe innovate, go back to the drawing board, so to speak. But the, the old school ways are, are losing our, yes. our young folks to the street. So uh, what can we propose? What can I even do as even a parent of, of an adult son? What can we do within our own communities and not just leave it on faith leaders uh, to, to bring our young folks back into the church? Thank you so much.
12: Well,
1: I ain't scared to answer that since you're my boy. But Doctor, how long before you go? Before you go, I see Miss Lashina clapping on it, and she answered kind of yesterday. So I want to give her space and grace. You know, we gotta let the women speak a little bit. So I want her to jump in real quick, and then I'm gonna throw it back to you, Miss Lashina. You there still? I
11: am. I am. Before I have to jump into it, I'm cracking up. Hey, Doctor Patton. Hey. Hey, sis. (laughs) I see with the little bun on top of your head.
6: Ooh,
11: <laughs> like you. <It's> <laughs> <already>. <laughs> so for me, I love, 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 love this conversation and this topic. Um, from my standpoint, we definitely have to make sure and be careful that we are not teaching Christianity and God from a perspective of punitively right? That God is just about fire and brimstone. And, you know, if you don't do this and you're going to go to hell and God is just this big ball of rules and conditions and you got to live this way. And if you don't do this and, and that, um, you kind of definitely want to be careful um, of making sure that we are not just teaching that portion. Again, that's that's part of God, right? He's all encompassing, but also What about the part that, how he saved you? What did he do for you? How has he set you free? And my approach definitely has always been open and transparent um, and honest, and being able to share my journey and my experience, and then also allowing my life to shine. I am very meek and humble and quiet to a certain degree, and I always get people that'll come up to me and say, well, what is what is it about you? Like, what, what is a girl, like what? And as I just begin to share with them, I just truly believe that I lead with my life and that mm-hmm. I also allow what God is doing in me to radiate yes. and to stone. And so like we were sharing earlier this week with this conversation as we've been building, the millennials don't know anything about climbing up the rough side of the mountain. They don't even know what that is, right? So when it comes to switching up, a
1: real mountain,
11: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we got to switch it up, and I've, you know, definitely have had some knockout, drag out conversations with my parents who are pastors, as well as me being a PK about what it is that we need to do to get the millennials in our church. We have a whole demographic missing. Mm
6: -hmm. We took
11: a survey, literally. We have the older, you know, and then we have a sprinkle of my age group. And then we get down to the babies. We got like this whole demographic missing, which is the millennials. And we began to do a survey um, and we have some things cooking that are under wraps right now. Um, but again, it is definitely to be able to draw them, to be able to see what it is, what can we do differently? You have to be one, willing to go out there and get the data, you gotta ask them.
6: Yeah, you have yeah. to ask the
11: millennials, what are we doing wrong? What are we missing? What do we need to do? What do we need to do to get you here? What does North that look like? North right. And so we have to get the data. And um, like I shared, you know, I have definitely have had those hard conversations with my parents. And as the one that is the successor of my parents' church, I don't do things the same way that they do. <laughs> and that's just keeping it real. You know, I know the difference between their regime and then what's going to Get the Millennials in and it's not the same doctrine. It's just not and we have to be willing to bridge that gap Did it keep us safe? Absolutely Grandmama and them had fire. They had power. They had demonstration Mm -hmm. and they didn't have all of the smoke and mirrors, right? Mm -hmm. They had people who were paying their ties faithfully. They had people that did the work They had people that were willing to go in, right? Um, And so for me, Fabian, um, is definitely, if I could just answer that for you as I've done, number one, make sure that you go out there and get the data. Have those conversations. And don't bring it from the standpoint of fire and brimstone and that God is just this punitive God and that he's just this big ball of rules. That's what they think. Well, I can't go nowhere. I can't do nothing. And again, that was part of my experience growing up. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm still salty about not being able to go to plow. I'm
4: still
6: mad. (laughs) I'm going to be mad
11: about that to Jesus count okay (laughs) because it was a sin I couldn't do anything and then you know it was all about the chicken dinners and sell the chicken dinners and push the 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 building fund okay but what else can I do I I don't want to be in church all day all my whole life like Mm -hmm. we went to church every day all day it was like three services on Sunday crazy oh my goodness so definitely don't shy away lashina, from yes sir yes sir I, I, yes sir I, I, how old
12: are you if you don't mind me asking
11: lashina is 43 years young
12: so you, yeah so, so, so i'm just four years older than you so i, I was making sure that i was on track because
6: uh-huh.
12: i know about them three and four services on sundays back oh, in the 90s and 80s
6: but going.
11: Um, So it would be definitely Fabian to have those conversations and not be afraid to, you know, Break bread with them, sit down with them, have a conversation, get out there and talk with them. And then number two, share your lived experience in the mental health community. It's about lived experience. What have you been through? What can you share? What can you bring to the table to be able to meet them where they are? Don't be so deep and so spiritual that you are no earthly good. Come on that now. Grinds my gears. Oh my. God, you're so deep, but you're looking over the fact that this person just told you that they're hungry. They don't have any food, but you want to, well, let me pray for you. Okay, well, we're going to pray for you, but we got to also teach them how to fish as well, right? And then we also need to be able to meet the need of the people, and the church has gotten away from that. Um, so, yeah, that's my spiel, because y'all know I'll, I'll get real passionate on y'all real quick.
6: <laughs> real
12: quick. And, you know, the thing that's so funny is, I did get to go to prom, by the way, even though I was in that generation, too. Um, the thing that's so funny is that a lot of the times, the young people know that when we come at them with this fire and bridge stone and this perfect little, perfect patty, perfect Patrick uh, resume, and they can see that we got three baby mamas, they already know we live. And they've right.
6: <laughs> they already tuned us out. So,
12: use the truth. Here's the truth. This ain't nothing new. The Bible tells us that people overcome by the word of testimony. So here's my testimony. I've been married, this is my second marriage. I cheated on my first wife, okay? I I, I did some stuff as a young man that I'm not proud of. I start there, you know, and then you, you, you mentioned about your son. The greatest example that you can ever have for a son, especially an adult son, is an example that basically lays the foundation and then the conversations that don't even start start with what they're doing right and wrong, but more so like the woman at the well, Give me some water. I'm thirsty. Right. Let's go to the game. All right. Let's play some golf. All right. Let's go play some one-on-one. All right. And then the character of man like OG... Like the young men I've been able to mentor and talk to, and I and, and some of them I still see them, they're grown men, some of them got kids already, and some of them I don't even recognize that they and they got you know stuff like They never call a Pastor. They call me OG. And, and you know what? I wasn't I was cool with that because that was their way of connecting to me and I let them connect that way. And I, oh, my,
4: my bad pastor, you know, I'm like, no, nah, man, so I was always in the she got
3: Dr. Patton, you driving? Are you driving? Out. I'm driving. How you know? Okay. Me? Because? Because it's, it's, it's that phone. Going in
8: and out. You and
12: that you
11: already know, Keith. Let, that stop. T-Mobile. Come on. you know okay. his phone
12: uh, out okay. I'm about to raise an offer right now because y'all keep talking about my phone. Yep, we gotta to to yeah, we got to get you an Yeah, send phone.
11: me the cash app. Uh-huh. Yes, we
5: need
8: to get you an no, iPhone. I, no, 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 I got an iPhone. That ain't the pop. I
11: need a I it's need an upgrade. It's the
12: service?
11: So
12: I, Ooh, it's the carrier. Yeah it's, yeah, it's it's AT&T. It's definitely AT&T, and they be tripping, but it's okay. And the devil don't want me to say this. That's why he be doing this to me, but I be really on to, to something good. But what I'm saying is that when we engage young people and we engage them and we check all the boxes and they reject us it's not always because we don't have a good program this generation and as the generations go uh colder they will reject us they're going to do that so that's what we have to be resolved as to say look leaving now myself as a pastor i've made sure that i'm building a a business to make sure i can take care of myself Whether I got 50 folk or a thousand folk, why because church people are fickle with their tithes and offering that's stuff that we didn't learn 40 years ago because it was like, get you a church and the church gonna take care of the pastor. Well, folks don't do that no more. That don't mean that you don't, that, that don't mean that you don't still preach the gospel. Now, some folks are leaving the gospel because they don't pay much, you know, they're becoming life coaches and all kind of other stuff because, oh, this this ain't what it what I thought it was going to be. Well, that's because you really weren't called in the first place. Because if you're really called, there's certain things you're going to do. So when you're called to young folks, or you're called to multi-generationally, you're going to present the gospel in a way that hits all generations, because his mercy does endure to all generations and not just the Gen Xers, not just uh, the baby boomers or whomever. So when you deal with these young people, you got to be straight up with them. You know, and you got to come at them in a way that suits their intelligence. Because as soon as you insult their intelligence, you lose them. Because we live in a time, and it's not just their generation, because even some of us that are Gen Xers and and, and beyond, our our attention span is shorter. You know, our patience is shorter. We're more honoring. We're more um, skeptical about things. And, and that's us knowing God. When God is trying to get us to some new things, because he says he wants to do a new thing. And then God tries to do a new thing outside of your little theology and your denomination. And you're like, whoa, pump your brakes. That ain't God. And God's like, no, that is me. I want to do something new. Have you not known it? And that's what these young people are crying for. They want to see us be honest. They want to hear us tell our stories. And not just the pretty little stories about how you got baptized and you came out the pool wet. Your hands looked good, Your feet did too. The devil is alive. Tell them what you did before you got wet in the pool. Come on. Tell them how you used to. Tell them how you used to get wet after twelve o'clock at night. Your mama wasn't there. Tell them that part. Tell them that part when you really was trying to really figure some stuff out. You had three or four girlfriends, and three of them was pregnant at the same time. Tell them that story man i'm going through the same thing and god brought you out of that not this whole thing i'm going to pray for you or are you hungry we're going to pray and decree and declare that god's going to work it out and you got a hundred dollars in your pocket and you can go at least over there to a, a, you know to the dollar menu and get that brother a, a two for one right there and show him kindness the bible says by thy loving kindness have i drawn them Talk Not fire and brimstone. Even when God comes, when Je- when Jesus comes on the stage, on the scene, He says, "Repent, for the, uh, the 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 kingdom of God is at hand." He didn't say nobody was going to hell. Now He did tell us about that, but His first introduction was, "The kingdom of God is at hand. I'll come that you may have life and more abundantly." Uh, he reads Isaiah sixty one. Towards... And the Bible says that he that wins souls is wise. Is that me? Is that y'all talking or me? What was that proper? A uh, proper man kicked out the room.
8: Yeah, <laughs> proper had a phone call.
12: Yeah, but i just say this in closing. Until we get wise about how we deal with people and until we live with the results, because you can check every box. Again, I've been in sales 30 years. Man, I've given some killer presentations and saved people money and they still stay where they was. Why? Because they ain't going to come out. What can I do except keep selling? Go to the next customer. And the same thing goes with this generation. Because, again, this generation will reject us. And not just this generation. Gen Xs are going to reject you. Baby boomers are still alive. They're going to reject you, especially if people are determined to do what they're going to do. And you got to be okay with that. But at the same time, that don't mean that you don't make the presentation. You don't make the offer. Like, again, like in sales, don't mean you don't make those 50 phone calls you need to make. Because that 49th call might be yourself. You know? So that's the part that you gotta understand. Continue to be an example to your son and to young people. Continue to have great conversations that are not only uplifting, but gives even examples of how your life is affected by the code that you live. And if you live in in, in that and that spirit of God that's on you, well then cause folk to ask questions, or he'll show you how to basically penetrate some of those walls. Because some of these young folks, they got a whole lot of walls up because they've been abandoned, they've been rejected, they've been lied to, they've been abused, they've been through everything else. And in their mind, they feel like God allowed it. I don't want to hear nothing about God. If God, if, a, if a God in heaven who's got all power will allow that, explain that preacher, explain that Christian, we got to deal with that. And not just some scripture and some little huckabuck prayer with tongues and all that stuff that people don't even understand. Pray for these kids in English, please. <laughs> you know, please give them something in English that they can really take with them, where you don't seem so sp- spooky and weird and, and yes. just crazy. Because that's what they're looking for. And Lashina, I, would, I even heard this when you were talking about being a, being the successor of your of your parents' church. The Lord's going to give you grace with those older folk that only understand what your parents did. And as he gives you that grace and as the torch is passed, because that torch is going to be passed sooner than you think, because it's going to be the lifeblood of the church. Because mom and daddy can continue to hold something that is fastly slipping out of their hands. And really, that torch has already been passed because there's certain folks that's already looking to you and they already honor you in that position. You just have to take it and not, um, not curse it because of some folk that think that you're going to be like your mom and daddy. Nah, be you, because there was a different. And even God will show you how to preach through it because you have Moses, and all the always a good starting point. But to truly draw you folks in this to be 1,000% you.
11: You in the Matrix.
12: Not anymore. Okay. I'm tall, and it's true. Can
11: yes,
14: can y'all, sir. Uh, you in, in and out, doctor.
12: Okay, well, I, I'm, I'm parked now. I'm just in front of my house, and the red bar is gone. And they go profit on the bottom of the stage in his own room. How, how messed up is that? But anyway, oh, he back on top. I just PTR. But I'll say this in close- You're doing everything. Even you, Fabian, you're doing everything because people reject it or they don't understand it. Welcome to ministry. (laughs) Welcome to being a parent. Welcome to holding up a torch in a world that is calling right, wrong, and wrong, right. That's where we are. And yes, we can do better with some of us at our presentations and our little self-righteousness. But for those of us that understand that that's not where it's at. And we're still doing the job, there's not much to tinker with. Sometimes, again, people reject it. And you gotta learn to be okay with that. Trust me, I've become okay with it. I don't always like it, but I'm okay with it because it's on par with what's going on in the
11: world. Amen. I receive it. Thank you, man
1: all right i'm back yeah thank y'all for always filling in the room y'all know around this 10 30 out this 10 30 hour you know my workload starts to get heavy because i started shifting into working three different jobs and whoo yeah it'd it be, it be real real difficult people don't know i already run ministry and the business. And then on top of that, doing this radio show. Let's thank God for y'all. Cause Pastor Patton be on here holding the boy down. Thank you so much. And Mr. Lachina on here holding the boy down. Thank you so much. Shout out to I guess Mr. Fabian for coming in the room, being on the stage today. Bro, I appreciate you. I looked at your bio and read some things about you and whatnot. I definitely want to connect with you because I mean, hey, you're doing all the things that I kind of want to do. And we should definitely connect. Because one of the things that I believe in doing is using my influence to draw young people in a different way. I've been preaching almost 10 years, uh, probably a little bit longer than that. Since I was 16. I'm 29 years. Since I was 16, I've been preaching in church and all the other stuff. It worked for a while, but you know what I'm saying? I decided that I was gonna shift the way I even draw people, which is why we're shifting the airwaves. We're on radio, we're on podcast. We're trying to do different things that's gonna draw young people, not only to God and have a relationship with God and know Jesus, but then to bring them back into the church. Because I think a lot of people want the millennials to come back into the church, but without knowing God. And I think we have to introduce them to a loving God, we have to introduce them to the right Jesus, you know what I'm saying? And then they'll begin to come into the church. We just have to do that in different ways ways and different methods, which is why we wake up each and every morning with the prophet so we can start our day, inspiring people, educating people, motivating people to live their day, you know what I'm saying, with God, live that, start their morning with God, you know what I'm saying, just have a better day, period. With that being said though, y'all know, it's that time it's 1044, 1045, and y'all know around this time we always shift to final remarks and question of the day so with that being said go ahead ah, hold on go ahead ptr go ahead and ptr see where you guys are on the stage and we're gonna go for final remarks and question of the day hold on let me go to it okay the question of the day is how often do you call out of work that's a real question Like, you know, whether it be your job, your real, real job, or your ministry job, or whatever the case may be, how often do you call off of work? So I'm going to be honest. Me, it depends. I'm not someone who likes to call off often because, you know, most of my jobs are either a part of my business, my direct business, or it's my ministry. I'm real good at not showing up sometimes. Or not calling like i supposed to sometimes or getting on the show like i was supposed to sometimes. back in the day i was even a little horrible about that it was just days where i didn't even want to show up i had to call off you know what i'm saying but now i've gotten better at that because i'm more motivated and because i'd be trying to you know build build some and get this money especially if it's a job that's connected to real money and real bands i ain't never calling off for those because those are bookings. And yeah, I can't call off of a booking because then that's like messing up a contract. So yeah, I rarely call off work for that. But if it's entrepreneurial stuff, uh, yeah, I pray for me because I'm quick to call off. I'm real quick to call off. But no, PTR, as soon as you guys are on the stage, full we'll to refresh, see you guys on the stage. And we're gonna go in that order with final remarks and question of the day. How often do you call off? Because it's Thursday and I swear for God, I almost wanted to call off today on this radio show. But God, Miss Lashina, I'm throwing it over to you. Do do do.
11: Amazing conversation, as always. Always taking away nuggets from this room. As for me, how often do I call in? In all honesty, I am the one that's showing up sick and all. You're gonna have to tell me to go home. I always end up losing my PTO. <laughs> I always end up losing the vacation time, but I'm gonna be better about that um, this Hello, Hold year. on, you you, you losing uh, paid I lose time? It. Oh what is wrong with you because that's just who i am i'm gonna be here i'm committed to the cause i'm here i'm coming yeah yeah i'm i'm diligent um If I'm for you, I'm for you. If I'm rocking with you, I'm here. And um, that's why it's important to make sure that you are in the field that you actually love because you won't have those issues, right? Um, If you don't like your job, if you don't like your career, you don't like what you're doing, yeah, you're going to be real fickle. (laughs) Or you just haven't um, developed that mentality yet. Um, But that's just me. So, yeah, I always end up with all of this wonderful... PTO time that I lose, but I'm going to stop doing that. I Just cash me out. you know. Either I lose it or I cash <laughs> me out, and I always take the cash. Um, just cash me out. Um, but I am going to start vacationing this year. Darn it, darn it, yes. I am an empty nester finally, so I, I got time to enjoy me now um, instead of being so much of a full-time mommy. So, yeah, definitely I don't call in. That is me. I'm here. Even when those days when I'm at Bedside Baptist, I'm still working. <laughs> yep, working from home. I'll do that, but I'm still working.
1: Shameless plug. I got a, a a hoodie on the website and it's a shirt and it's a tank top. I know. It's on the website AmariSpan.com backslash shop. It's called always on the clock. You need to get oh, that. Man, for people like you, I gotta get I'm it. I'm talking about always on the clock. Yep. Always working. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's one of the most, like, I don't, I don't know. I think I saw the most of that hoodie and that shirt right, out of all of them, I think, because what I tell you, people always work in. That's for the entrepreneurs. Like, if you are one of those people who like working who a hustling, you're a professional, go to Amari'sFan.com and get that that hoodie, that shirt, that tank top. You know, it's summer, so we gotta wear a tank top. We ain't wearing hoodies no more. We're wearing, a We're wearing a tank tops. Even if you want to get a tank, a hoodie though, and cut it up, that's your business. Like Miss Tab said, that's your business. Sure business. <laughs> that's your business. <laughs> but thank you so much, Miss Lashita, for always coming in and always showing up. Sick, shit, rain, uh what what's uh the weather people, I mean the what is it called the man? Man say he say rain sleep that's slow, right. Sick, yep. The death and hell, she's showing I'm up. I'm showing up. I'm here. <laughs> I love it. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Mr. Shandy, we're gonna have to pray for you in driving. Like you got to be able to listen to us while yeah, you're driving. Like though. that's the point. I
11: can't do it.
1: That's mm-hmm. That's the part of a radio show. <laughs>
11: Can't do it. I'll be back. I just let you know I'll be back.
6: I put my one
1: little church finger up. I'll be back. <laughs> but thank you so much. I appreciate it. Pastor Keith, Pastor Let Keith, I'm throwing it over you, sir.
8: Okay. Oh, do, 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 do. I'm sorry. Um, so I did enjoy the conversation. As far as how, uh, I guess, how often I call off work. Well, the spirit of call-off <laughs> rests on me heavy <laughs> every day.
4: Heavy on the call-off?
8: <laughs> it just it rests on me heavy. It wears on my heart every day. However, um, I'm motivated about this money, so I strive not to call-off. Um, my coworkers and bosses know me. If I don't come to work, it is a reason, and it's a valid reason. Um, so <laughs> they know that I'm going to come to work. Um, I might come upset, but I'm going to come. Um. So as of right now, I don't really call off like that. But like Mr. Machina said, you know, if it's something you like to do, and you know, I was sitting at these desks in front of these computers, and I realized I'm like, you know what? As but I thank God for the jobs, but this ain't it. So I applied for school yesterday. Um, and I'm going back to school. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Um, I'm going to finish what I started because when I initially got out of high school, I went to the Art Institute. Well, no, I went to a technical college, Yeah. I went to Art Institute of Atlanta. Um, for audio production, but you know, life happened, had to come back home, couldn't finish it. So, um, I just applied, uh, for online classes or whatnot, um, to finish my audio production, um, degree or what have you, because, um, I just really got to do something different. I don't plan on working someplace that I'm just tolerating for the rest of my life. That, that just ain't it. Um, so nevertheless thank god for what he's doing now but definitely trying to be you know that's all you gotta
4: do is
1: step up into that pastoral role, god calling you
8: too before i'm trapped i, I still need to do something else before so, you're trapped. <laughs> <I commend laughs>
6: it's
8: the I trap these pastors i really do because this is a whole I tell, a pastoral is not easy you know those you really have to love it and i'm still asking god to help me Fall in love with the assignment or whatever the case is. Because I'm be very honest with you, I don't want to do it. And um, yeah, I just don't want to. But um, nevertheless, I know it's coming. But still, I don't want to do it. I, I commend every time I hear Pastor Lewis talk about how excited he is, and Doctor Charles how successful he is, um, Pastor Anthony and and how passionate he is, and even Doctor Patton and how passionate he is about it. I'm like, Lord, give me that, because I uh, I just don't. Mm-mm. Because, truth be we really in for <laughs> no. I'm going to tell, so tell, tell you how
12: you get it. When God put that fire to your tail,
4: stuff that you oh my it, God.
12: Does, <laughs> that, that's how you get it, but, but that's okay. Go ahead. You'll find out. Not
1: when God put the fire
12: Ooh.
13: to your tail. I said what I said. Well, He put the fire to your tail, and then mm. the fire gets in you.
2: I'm
13: my just.
8: Well, help us all, or Help me, Lord. Help my unbelief. Oh, he's he oh.
5: about
8: to help you. God said, I'm going to help you. I'm definitely going to help you. No, he,
13: he, he ain't got to take nothing from me. I, I hear you, Lord. I yield. But um, There it is. There it um, is. Because when you ask him to help you in those kind of areas, he he usually just turns up the heat. That's how he helps. Exactly. Yeah, I had to think about that. No,
8: no, I don't need to lose nothing. You ain't got to do nothing. I hear you, Lord, loud and clear.
12: But y'all have a good day. Y'all have a real good day. <laughs>
8: <laughs>
6: and,
12: and take it from somebody that's got a PhD from running from God and disobeying
9: God. You got a PhD.
12: Uh, yes, I do. I do. I do. Uh, I was hard-headed, and I still got a tendency to have my hard-headed moments until God just kind of just, you know, he just, he like that, that like the mama. Just look over at you and just, you know, you supposed to sit down and he ain't got to say nothing. Just look over there and be like, all right, bet. Okay, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. That's what I'm about to do because I, I don't want none of that smoke. But now that I'm now that I'm an entrepreneur, I don't have a whole lot of days of calling out because if I don't build my business, nobody's gonna do it for me. You know, Back. so I'm at a space where I've learned that as good as as, a, as a, an employee or that I wasn't at some certain times that I was not that I'm learning to plant the seeds for when I do. I get the opportunity to hire people to really help me build my financial company. Then I'm going to have the, the, I'm going to have the carte blanche to expect more out of them because of what I put in myself. So I'm learning to be a much better steward over my business and to be, um, you know, be where I need to be. So um, the last six weeks, I don't think I've had a day off yet. Either I'm driving or I'm I'm selling insurance in, in some kind of way, some kind of capacity or I'm preaching, I'm doing something that I'm called and made to do. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but it's like I'm just so driven because I'm in my mid-40s, and it's like, you know, I'm building a leg- legacy for my kids. I don't have time to be calling off. I don't have time to be dealing with folks that ain't about what I'm about. And ain't no disrespect. It's just that I'm just not going to waste my time. And sidebar, I want to say this to you, Sheena, because I heard when you were speaking about how loyal, how down you are, God is going to send you a husband real quick. Real quick
3: and mighty god he gonna live in
12: that land <laughs> <on> <laughs> i think prophet trying to put his bead in on the side on the slide for
10: real but but <laughs> but, but not but the, chicken Boy, nugget, I, the
11: chicken nugget the not, whole chicken nugget Mm-mm. yeah
12: uh, well see now hold on now don't don't disrespect your blessing <laughs> I, now you might have a scenario to where it's, God now it may not be profit, but he might give you a slim and sexy man oh, that be may be anoint may be anointed and you look at Morris chestnut and you need Morris chest brut. That's what you Ooh. need that that he that he, he loves. You know, you can't you don't see God gonna deliver you from all that little cosmetic stuff you got in your commotion. He got a little God gonna send her
1: what exactly what she yes. needs. Six, five, two hundred and ten pounds, bald head
12: got you. I don't even think that's the kind of dude
11: she loves. I think Lashina just wanted to. I I really do. I I haven't had enough of the other guy already. (laughs) It used to be the status a hood, the Destiny's child for me. A
6: week,
12: a week.
11: Better be straight if you're looking at me. No.
12: She she wanted a soldier. That's what she said. Hey. She said she wanted she wanted a soldier that's gonna take her money, but okay, but uh, because but, 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 you know them kind of dudes take your money, you know they take they take your tax money, and try to flip it, and then they flip it to their nah. pocket and not to what they said it was gonna flip it to. But anyway, um, but just get ready because I think God's gonna do it for you, uh, and, and it's it's gonna be pretty soon. You'll meet that guy. He he'll, he'll pursue you. He's gonna check some boxes off, and when you when you when he come now, don't and just call me when he come and just say the pastor. You said it. He here, so don't be acting up and. and and my friend, Keith, just wait till that fire hits your dot. That, that preaching going to change. The commitment going to change. And even the burning to study will be one thing. But man, God will give you such grace because of your heart. To Matter of fact, where folks got to study two hours. You'll be able to study 20 minutes and preach the house down just because of your heart and what's in you. So man, just get ready for what God is about to do. Because uh, that reluctance is always the first sign of truly being called to the work. All the folk that uh, want to jump into it, they scare me. <laughs> in fact, you know, if they ain't got a struggle, right. I don't want to talk to you because you scare me and I'm scared for those people. <laughs> if, you, if you're not scared, if you're not unsure, if you're not trying to figure some things out. So, man, you're really in a good space. And even the school thing, i uh, really pray through that and not saying that you shouldn't do it, but understand that sometimes the stuff that we're gifted to do and we're graced to do is not what we're called to. So make sure that that is God and that's heaven that's basically pushing you to that area and not just keep trying to figure out something that he feels comfortable with versus what God wills. Because if Fabian knows this about me and he's heard me in other sports rooms, I really thought that my calling and my destiny was to be Stephen A. Smith or some talking head on television or radio. And one day I was lamenting some of my dreams in that world that had not come to pass. And i was like god why i mean i'm i mean look can't nobody mess with me in a sports debate why am i why am i a preacher why am i not where i where i wanted to be and then god said this to me very matter-of-factly he said look if i wanted you to be stephen a smith that's where you would be but you're not there because i don't want you there you're called to preach and i had to shut up (laughs) so once i began to understand that god gets what he wants And even with the thing the connection with fabian i think that that's 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 from heaven in certain respects because i don't think that my my sports uh my my, my sports dreams are are completely dead yet because of this this new media space that we're in but at the same time what i'm sharing with you is for you to understand that god gets the glory out of where we're supposed to be when we're in his will. And sometimes his will is not the thing that we would have imagined. But when we can figure out and understand what God's will is, that's where you prosper. And when I tell you, man, these last four years for me, God has redeemed some time for me because of just being in his will. Man, it's really hard to really put it into words without crying or without really want to shout. But I'm telling you, man, God will bless you When you decide that you will take his will over what you want and some folks don't get that because because they think that it's about the desires of their heart and the bible says that your heart is desperately wicked who can know it You, you don't ever trust your heart about what you want but you trust the will of god and if you'll go with the will of god that church will grow then he'll allow school to happen you can do the graphics you can still make money you can still uh sing you can still do a lot of stuff but start with his will and if you start with his will and start poo-pooing and start fighting it, I'm telling you, you'll have more grace to pastor them crazy nutty folk than we got a pastor. Because here's the truth, they're crazy. And you know that they're crazy. And sometimes you look at them and say, God, these your folk. You know, you'd be like Moses, God, these your folks. And you said they was my folk that I brought up out of Egypt, but these your folks is down here tripping. They ain't mine, they yours. And sometimes you'll go through that as a pastor, but at the end of the day. The will of God should always win out my friend. So be encouraged, go with God, and I'm cheering for you man cuz I know God has got
1: you and I know you know that too. But I just want to share that and I'm gone. I'm out. Okay, okay, okay. I get you. I get you. And we hit Dr. Patton too. I know you want to talk too. Your your turn was next. You got to wait till the end just like me. Anyway, yeah, what's crazy is key. When we was on the show earlier like maybe like 30 minutes ago, I had got a call and the person who I got a call from told me that they was getting ready to send me some some information to get my school and paid for as well. Because like I said, even with just telling Miss Lucina earlier in the show, yeah, I'm trying to get licensed. Because God has already given me the blueprint, and it started with what Pastor, what Pastor said. His will. I never knew that I would probably be like you know close to doing counseling and helping people and all this other uh, stuff. Everything that people just not starting to do like two years ago. You know what I'm saying? With coaching and all this other stuff, I've been doing for years, but I never, you know what I'm saying? Got certified in all this other stuff. Now I think it's that time because God is about to use us in a whole different way. God is about to bless us to be trailblazers and he's gonna give us the torch that we can run. Some people do it, start, and they don't last. I know even people with prophetic ministry that started it, tried to duplicate, it, it didn't even last, but now God is elevating us and shifting us, and I just thank God for, you know, you big bro because when well, i tell you you're gonna be a part of my ministry i'm gonna have to call dr penis ask her can i kidnap you and you could be my customer relations pastor i'm just gonna send everybody over to you because you will talk to them nice i'm gonna custom out i'm gonna tell you, i'm being be honest when they when they have consultations with me i'll be telling them about themselves and they don't always be nice and sometimes i'll be saying stuff that you know so y'all be have to pray for me but then i outsource because after i cuss them out i send them to a the pastor i really do but i'm Just look like you're ready to pastor, but anyway, I'm gonna throw it over to Pastor Lewis. Pastor Lewis, it's on you, sir. Final remarks and question of the day: How often do you call off?
13: Um, I really don't call off too much, um, because my job is very flexible. So, um, you know, I have a I have a great facility manager, and um, you know, because. <sighs> When, 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 oh God, I'm going to say some stuff right quick, but when you're, when you're a valuable asset um, and a team player, uh-huh. you'll find out that favor will, will follow you um, and it will give you access to um, privileges that aren't normally given, right? Like take for example. Uh-huh. Um, Like take for instance, my wife is away at a conference. I work about 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes away from home. And um, rather than having to say, well, let me use my PTO or let me use my sick time because of the value that I add to my workspace, I just told my facilities manager, I said, hey, listen, my wife is away. I gotta drop the babies off. I'm supposed to be in, now my my, my time for my job is from 8.30 to five. I went to my facility manager and I said, hey, listen, um, this is the situation. My wife leaves Tuesday, so that means I'm on, I'm on for real daddy duty. Um, you know, I don't babysit cause they my babies. Hello, somebody. But right I'm again. on, come on now, all right. Daddy duty. Um, you know, I said I'm on, I'm on serious daddy duty uh, Wednesday through Friday, and I said I won't be able to get in here until about 9:45, and watch this, and I gotta leave at three at three o'clock because it's gonna take me about 45 minutes to get home, and I gotta pick up the baby from school. Guess what her words were? Okay, that, I, she didn't say okay. Well, email me so you can take PTO. No, no, I didn't have to use vacation. I didn't have to use PTO, I didn't have to use sick time. But so and so for those reasons I don't call off because she knows that um she can count on me. Um you know, like and it's the simple things, right? Like um there's only there's me and there's one other gentleman that that um works in the front of um the building and then we have a couple of chefs in the back. But you know, so it's the little things like when we all leave, she has to close the gate everybody takes off but i stay behind to make sure that she gets out and she closes the gate so that she's not here by herself you know it's those little things so when they see those things um you know and they come to value those things then you know they'll put a different kind of value on all right so so y'all take that with you wherever you go come Uh, on
1: that master lewis
13: huh
1: breach man
13: <laughs> so, you know take that with you wherever you you know wherever you go so i don't, I really don't have to call off too much um the only time i really call off is if i'm really like going on vacation like you know and and then let me tell y'all this um let me tell y'all this and then when we did go on vacation because i had been working you know way past like five o'clock um my, my facilities manager would say hey listen i need to get such and such done she would call me at home at like 6, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock, and be like, hey, Dudley, like, listen, I really need to get this done, Um, blah, 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 blah. I did it. You know, no, 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 um, I, I wasn't looking for anything in return, right? I wasn't looking for anything in return. However, I got it when I went on a two-week vacation, and she said, listen, you've been working real, real hard, so you just go ahead and sign in for the first week as if you were at work. And then just take one week off of, of pay- Ooh, <laughs> my God. All right. So so I was literally making money while I was on vacation. Y'all ain't saying oh my. nothing to oh the whole God. Yeah. God. So, you know, so I really don't have to call off um too 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 much. Um, so yeah. But um, for my final comment, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Dr. Patton. Um and I'ma just say, um, I don't know if y'all y'all know this. But one, um, one, there was, there was somebody that said the safest place in the whole wide world. Come on now. In the will of God, though trials be great and the Come way on. seems hard, it's in the will of God. It may be on the battlefront or in. The prison walls, but wherever, wherever, wherever it may be, if God says go, go, go. All right, love y'all. You ain't gonna do what? the last part, ladies and
1: ladies you and go, gentlemen. You ain't gonna do up. the
13: go, You ain't gonna do that. <laughs> Come on, prophet. <laughs> go. I'm gonna leave that to the real singers.
12: Yes, but um ladies and gentlemen, we want to give it up for Bishop Marvin <laughs> Slap, ladies and gentlemen. Just <laughs> sing that song.
13: There you go. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> no, Wait, what, is, what, is, what
11: uh, did Patton say? He a mess. He called you uh Bishop what did he say? Marvin Slap.
13: <laughs> <laughs> That's why I
12: love Patton. Uh, no, nah, you can no, nah, bro, for real though. You can sing though. For real. You can sing. I'm a, I'm going to give you that. You can
1: say we need to start a group. Well, well let's start one. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to be the director. <laughs> no. Nah. No, I just want to produce. I'm just going to nah, you're going to you,
12: you're going to be in the group too. You're going to be the first. You're going to be the first uh dude in a quartet with dreads. You in the group. Right. <laughs>
1: We're going to do the men's choir. Oh I'm gonna my be God. the youngest you man, the man in the man's
11: choir. You got the first doo doo doo. Right. okay. Okay. All right. We we're gonna do
12: this We're gonna a, do what Steve Harvey said in uh in our uh, Kings of Comedy. We're gonna
1: sing with one mic and then say shoo do. do
6: right.
1: All right, <laughs> right. we performing at the Bahamas. I'm telling you, wake up with the prophet, we performing at the Bahamas. All right, are do dollar Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Charles, it's on you. do 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 Well good day, good um
15: services here today. I'm glad that I was able to be a part of it. God is yet faithful. Yep, it's a great day. And do I call out? Well, when you are the uh well, I'm the under shepherd of the of the boss and uh, uh you never really call out, but the yoke that he gives is easy and the burden is light. So um I'm I I'm, I'm working, but I'm not really working. It don't feel like work because it feels so good to be able to have the entrepreneurial thing going, but also being able to pastor. And I'm doing it full time. Uh, I was, uh, I was to get an attitude with Pastor Anthony again. Some of some. That's why we need to be vocational. What, what do you, what do you do with a person that's like, you are vocational, but you ain't working. It don't feel like you're working. So I don't know. I, I'm and what trying to trying to get that and together. but your
1: ministry demand is so high? I'm gonna ask him about that. Well,
15: see the man is high. Yeah, see I don't you know, I'm I'm still not quite getting all of that because I'm I mean, I love what I do and it doesn't feel like work. So um so barely but in terms of calling off, I have to call off. would well, not really call off. I just have to take my vacation as uh past Pastor Lashina does. My wife makes me do it and she's like, Okay, we're going away, it's shorter than Put, it, put everything in order and everything and I'm so glad that she does it because I would continue to work and just work and work and work, but there's an old song I'm mean, not going to really, I do need to sing it necessarily but it was one of those old uh, foot stomping songs that said, I got a job you got a job all the God God's surely, surely come, got a job Come we got a job to do and we can't get to heaven till we get through carrying my cross for my Lord, and my boss is Jesus, all of heaven and earth came fire me, and it goes through all that but anyway it's a it's a nice it's a nice little song I got the old sheet music for it, and so because my boss is Jesus, whenever he calls for something to be done i I like to make sure I hear him and do what he says, and he gives us gives me good benefits, so I'm good um but I love the fact that I can set my schedule sort of, but then again. You know, it's not really set because whenever he, when he calls you, you better go run after it. So anyway, have a wonderful day, everybody, and not try to bore you. And But I'm appreciative of the word and the music that I heard from Pastor Lewis. I yeah, I was listening to all his runs and things like that. It was just, it was absolutely wonderful. It was just wonderful to hear him go all the way up and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. You know, that that, that, that lets you know you, you got some skills. So praise the Lord. Y'all have a good day.
1: But I finished the song. I'm the one that made. Oh, really, Pastor? Pastor Charles, Slick Dog Prophet, that's the best run I ever heard you do without
6: being in some (laughs) church.
15: It is true. It is true. It It was in key. It was in key. I was very, very appreciative. thank (laughs) the Lord. My ear, my little ears, was one felt wonderful
1: when you got to it. I felt the anointing coming behind Pastor Lewis. I'm telling you, that's my brother, so I have I had to I I heard it in the spirit. So I had to, you know.
12: He kinda sound he kinda reminded me of
1: um uh Mark, what's his name? Uh Marcus Cole a little bit
12: with the mm-hmm. little rasp in the in the range. I like that.
5: Oh yeah, I know wow.
13: that. that's great company. Wow. Yeah, light skinned dude. I appreciate no, that. No,
12: Marcus Cole's dark skin from Detroit.
1: Oh. I'm going to have to go look him up. Oh,
12: Mark, look up uh, up a song he did on... uh, This was when he was signed to uh, C.C. Winer's label. He did a song called uh, Bless My Soul. uh, He did it live on uh, TBN. And it's, I mean, the brother's got a great voice. And it's like, it's a shame that he never really made it, made it. You know, he he made it a little bit when he sang with Commission for that little, little time. But he is just really a great singer, a great worshiper, great songwriter. He's just... You know, some guys just don't really pop like they're supposed to you know but that brother's got him he's got i mean he is very very anointed to sing and i I wonder what what he's up to i don't i don't see him much out here in these uh social media streets so we're praying for marcus
1: cole all right i'm gonna throw it over to our guest last but not least uh mr fabian would you like to give final remarks sir and answer our question of the day how often do you call off work yeah, I
14: don't really call it often. Uh when I had young kids, I had to you know, you know how that goes with a family, man. You gotta jump out every now and then unexpected. But I just wanna tell everybody I really appreciate this room and uh I feel comfortable here, you know. It's not like uh anybody's preaching from a bully pulpit. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to connect with, with, with folks that um that, that preach love, man, and kindness and uh, transparency and uh, the ability to reach people in kinder ways, gentler ways. So uh, thank you so much. I did join the club, man. I'll be a regular uh, listener contributor here, man. And uh, God bless all everybody in this room. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, bro. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay, it's time for us to come in. Come on. It's time for us. You ready? All right, let's go well guys thank you so much for waking up with the prophet the time now is eleven fifteen, and this has been a fantastic and wonderful show shameless plug go to omariusfan.com and become a partner buy some product you know help us with the ministry i know i have a lot going on and i'm always trying to build more because i believe that god has called me to a great impact and a great influence especially reaching millennials bridging the gap between older and the younger i thank god for that anointing for me to be able to sit on stages with people who are older than me and who can give me wisdom correct me all that other good stuff a lot of my um you know peers can't do that because they feel some type of way it's hard they may not have that grace but i thank god that i'm able to you know be someone that can stand here and bridge the gap because a lot of the information and stuff that you guys say is needed it's relevant we need to hear understand it and learn more about it so continue to support the ministry any way you can listen i'm thinking about you know i don't know what i'm gonna do with this ministry for real because god got me with so much on my plate and my hands right now and as ways of income so this is really just an extra assignment and i'd be like god do you really want me to do this you've been taking up time for me doing other stuff but i believe that god is actually calling me to do this thing and launch it into the deep so i'm even looking at probably starting a personal website for waking up with the prophet and all the other stuff but right now everything is on on my original website. So you can always go there to become a partner and subscribe. You can also click the link at the top of the the room to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Music. It is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and all those other platforms that you'll listen to a podcast on. All right, yeah. Them, all the announcements. I love you guys. I'm praying for you guys. Continue to pray for me as we continue to look for sponsors and partners and whatnot as we continue to build collaborations and momentum for the month of May. Uh, Yeah, that's all I have. I'm going to throw it over to Keith. Keith, you there? Keith, you already know I'm gonna do. you there or you're not there? All right, Pastor Lewis, you there? I also don't know if I wanna press out, okay. Well bet. I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. And then we finna go father, God, we thank you for this room. We thank you for this moment. We thank you for this day. God, we thank you for everything that you released in this room. Everything that you said in this room, God, we acted that nothing that was released in this room, fall on deaf ears, but it'll be applied to our life. So God, to edify us, to make us better, to build us. God, I ask that you'll continue to protect every person that came in this room. Every listener, every moderator, God, every podcast listener, continue to protect them, cover their day, allow them to have a peaceful prosperous, and productive day in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right y'all i love y'all i'm praying for y'all say bye say bye thank okay bye <laughs> this room is closing in three see she wants to do bye. all the other they fussing in yeah, but bye.
3: now she don't want to say mm-hmm. bye okay <laughs> uh-huh now she don't want to say bye there it is
1: say bye you gonna bye. say bye okay whatever bye y'all i'll see y'all tomorrow <laughs> bye. this room is in three two one